our second stop on the road to Logan. Last week we had that X-Men Origins colon Wolverine. A lot of mixed reaction. <laughs> well, someone said unanimous reaction, but of a negative variety. This time, we're giving it a chance to redeem itself. We're shipping old Logan over to Japan, and he's giving us his second film in his standalone series, The... Wolverine, how did this one tickle our fancy? Well, you better just tune in and find out on a new episode of the Review Review. I'm turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese, I really think so. <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, take two! <laughs> A show where two small town dudes give your big dumb opinions. Take two and call me in the morning. <laughs> I'm Tor of the Max Extreme. I'm Japanese. As you said before. <laughs> oh, you actually turned Japanese. I, I did. saw it right before my eyes. Okay. You said you were turning Japanese. You think of turning Japanese. You really yeah. thought so. And then, and then I did. you are. Yeah. Let's cut this bit before it turns racist. <laughs> Good thinking! <laughs> we're stopping while we're ahead. And at the top of the hour, we will be discussing that second stop on this train to Logan. Oh, God. We took the train? <laughs> took that bullet train. Oh, man. <laughs> 300 miles an hour, some say. Strap us to the top of it. That's right. Watch out for them signs. They're killer. <laughs> Doppler effect. Uh, top of the hour going over that. But before we do that. Oh yeah, get into the, get into what we always do. Get into it. Jump in head first. Sailor diving right into last week's news. <laughs> catching you up on what is important. So, yeah. I, I hope you get all of your news just from us. <laughs> Because we, we right. cover the important stuff. That's right. We got our reporters out in the field Yep. get back to us on hold what on, is important. Terry's in my ear. Oh, my God. This just in. This just in. We're starting the news. Good job, Terry. <laughs> Go do something, Terry! <laughs> Spoilers, my mom's name is Terry. <laughs> and she is Don't. the reporter. Hell, <laughs> <Yes>. Terry! <laughs> really putting her to work this week. Man, she really knows the grindstone. Good she job is. out there, Terry. Good job, Terry. <laughs> That's right. I do and will call my mom by her first name. That's the kind of relationship we have. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sign of respect. Yeah. Uh, this just in. The Oscars. This just in from three or four days ago. <laughs> yeah. Little bit of a little hot button, some would say. JT, you were telling me yeah. that you listened to the Oscars. I, I heard the audio. Audio. The audio of the Oscars. And it was it was good. Jimmy Kimmel was a pretty good host. I heard that Jimmy I Kimmel. I really was a enjoyed good host. a lot of his he he put it enough to the edge where like I think somebody brought it up where it's like he has this way of of uh dulling out insults where it's also like showing you respect at the same time. So like an actual roast. Yeah. And not just hurling crippling insults <laughs> yeah well, he did a lot of like he did a lot of uh trump humor like he was definitely ripping sure. on him all the time like he, one of my favorite bits at the beginning was when he was like 
Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to introduce one of the most overrated actresses of all time. Meryl Streep's here. <laughs> Let's give her an undeserved round of applause. <laughs> That's awesome. Did uh, a lot of the uh, acceptance speeches go political? Uh, like in the Golden Globes? Not so much. Uh, the one that really stuck out was Casey Affleck's. Like, he really <laughs> did not want to be there. Really? Because, like, he's got all that, like, suck, like uh, those uh, pending... Law, like lawsuits or whatever because of uh like some kind of like i don't even know if it was like sexual assault it was like something oh, where like right. he was like you were bringing that up before yeah like he was like uh just like unwantedly i don't know i don't know all the, like the details into it but it's like because like brie larson like gave him the oscar because they always have like the thing where it's like the the best actress always hands the Best Actor, his award from last year. Right. And Brie Larson won for The Room, which is about a woman that gets sexually assaulted in a room. Oh, God. So, it was like, like, usually, like, people, like, hug each other, but I guess she just, like, handed it to him and walked away. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's exciting. Uh, And you said this was a commentary of the Oscars as well. So, I mean, you obviously didn't see any of the visual gags or whatever. No. But uh, how was the commentary? You said it was it from was, the double toasted guys. Yeah, right? yeah, it was good. Like I, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was good. See, I missed out on it whatsoever. I just heard from the uh, our sources. Yeah. The next day, the hot button topics, such as the mix-ups or little nitpicks that people had with maybe the in memoriam segment. Oh yeah. <laughs> of like, like how they played a watch commercial right <laughs> after it. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Uh, there was like something where like yeah they did the, the immemorium and then I guess like immediately after the immemorium they were just showing like a something came up that showed a bunch of other actors and like when I was listening to the commentary they were like I don't think these people are dead and then it was like then it just like showed like a watch where it was like oh god like almost thought it was part of the immemorium <laughs> but it was a watch commercial uh, so yeah like some. Uh, some people were left out. I can't remember their names, and I didn't take them down. But a lot of people took offense, like they were not included when other people were, because they, yeah. their family put in a bunch of time in the film industry and weren't recognized for it. When they one of them, they away. didn't even get the right picture up. Yeah, they put I up heard the that picture. Too. Of, they put up the picture of somebody who's still alive. But they <laughs> put up the the name of the person that died, but they put up a picture of someone who's still alive. <laughs> uh. Also, the mix-up with the best picture category. Yeah. How did these the uh, double toasted guys react to this? I was mean they were just laughing about it. Oh yeah. Like I, I think it's dumb when people are like, oh my god, oh like oh my, yeah, because <laughs> that the fact that they mixed up La La Land and Moonlight that just totally ended a country. <laughs> Right. Yep. There was a whole lot of people that died. It was a uh, because for for thirty seconds, everyone th- thought La La Land beat Moonlight for Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Total Steve Harvey move. He must yeah. have been back there. It's like, yeah, I'm not gonna be the only stupid yeah. guy mixing this shit up. <laughs> well, it was funny because everyone blamed Warren Beatty, and he like made sure that he didn't say it. Like, he, like because it started with uh, Warren Beatty and Faint Dunaway did mm. the like introduce the best picture and he was like staring at it like he didn't know what the fuck to do like, this isn't right yeah because it because the card said the card was for like the best actress which is like the one before like the one immediately before this yeah and uh it said emma stone for la la land yeah. so he was like okay well i don't emma stone didn't win best picture 
<laughs> so I was like just like staring at it, like wondering what the fuck's going on. And at, like Faye Dunaway, I guess, like took it. Oh, give me that. Like, oh, La La Land won. Yeah. And then like, he's like, oh shit. <laughs> and like as they're like, uh, I watched it the next day because I just all I read was like all this like Oscars fucked up and yeah. all this stuff. I was like, oh god, what happened? And it was like, oh, you just read the wrong thing. Yeah. Some big deal. An envelope got mixed up. Yeah. Well, like everyone's blaming, <laughs> everyone's blaming Warren Beatty. <laughs> the Academy's rigged, JT. Yeah, they're whitewashing the Best Picture nominees again. <laughs> Hashtag Oscar so white. I know. Like I, th- I heard like a funny thing where it's like, why does it seem like every time Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty get together, they almost get gunned down? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, do you think this would have been such a big deal though if like? It was like La La Land and a Manchester by the Sea mix-up. I don't know. I, either way, they would try and find some way to blow out of proportion. Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway. I don't think, like, a lot of people didn't, like, like shit on it because of, like... Because, like, from what I heard from everybody, they were like, oh, it's either between Moonlight or La La Land. Like, they weren't, like... Like, either way, like, if someone was, like, I don't think anyone was, like, oh, fucking La La Land wins and be fucking pissed. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just kind of expected one or the other, and then it just kind of was, like, oh, well, oh, La La Land won, whatever. And then it's, like, oh, no, no it's Moonlight. And oh, like, great. Oh, this is a mistake! <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, that's good. Oscars. Yeah. Best way to see them is to listen to them. Yeah, because I was able, I was just like worked and did, and was like, I was like, good, I'm not, I don't really give a shit about the visuals, I just want to know who wins. Yeah. I didn't even look, like, I didn't even care enough this year to even look up the final tally and results. Like, I just yeah. ended up hearing them on the radio, I'm like, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's fine. I don't, I don't really give a shit about the visuals. Like, I was like burnt out with like all that stuff, like, at the Golden Globes, and I was like, alright, I get it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't care anytime after that. But but Suicide Squad is an Oscar winning film. Yeah. So there you go. That's Suck it, Marvel. <laughs> you don't got any Oscars under your belt. Yeah, you pieces of shit. That actually makes the second DC movie to ever to get an Oscar because Dark Knight won for Heath Ledger. Yeah. So like there you go. DC oh, movies, yourself, Marvel. they're on a winning track record. That's <laughs> right. Fuck yourself. <laughs> you did. I don't know. I don't believe it should have won an Oscar. <laughs> because Star Trek 3 had some pretty great visual effects. Yeah. And costuming for all those alien designs. Yeah. I... There's only like three nominees. It was like, yeah, it was Star Trek, Suicide Squad, and some other movie that no one ever saw. Oh. I really think it maybe should have been Star Trek. The only thing that Suicide Squad should have won for is, like, if they were going to just base it on makeup, like, the only thing that actually stuck out in terms of being good was Killer Croc. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what else was there? Everybody else was just people. (laughs) Or CG. Or shitty tattoos. Oh, my God. Damaged. (laughs) (laughs) Still not a fan. Come at me, Alito. Uh... Second thing on the docket. This is only the second thing. Jesus Christ. Crawling along here. More DC news. Matt Reeves back on board for Batman. Held him on gunpoint. It's not dead in the water yet. 
yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, with him at the helm, who knows? We're back two weeks ago where we announced that he was on board. I'm still saying that it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> It'll, this one will probably happen. They'll crank out a Batman movie. Nah, I don't know. I don't think they're going to... If, if Wonder Woman and Justice League both suck, they're just going to cut put, pull the plug and everything. If anything they make after these two, a Batman movie would make money back. A Batman movie would. Maybe. No, it would. A Batman <laughs> movie would definitely make money. Batman and Robin made money, and that movie was horse S. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, so I have pretty high hopes on a Batman movie, but Flash movie still hasn't gotten off the ground. <laughs> it started, should have started filming two months ago <laughs> at this point at being at the now into March. Uh, so yeah, Matt Reeves back on board, Ben Affleck, who knows <laughs> so far? Yes. We'll see. <laughs> Staying on the DC train, though, Aquaman footage. You see this, JT? No. Leaked Aquaman footage. Oh, God. Leaked? It was like concept footage. No, <laughs> To Jesus. see, like, how the swimming would be. Okay. And it was literally, like, four seconds long. Okay. But uh, I didn't even know this came out until, like, when I was, like, compiling all my notes for tonight. Did it look like Sabretooth running? No. <laughs> it looked like just... Flying with, like, water effects in the hair. That's all it looked like. Because it was just, like, what looked uh, like a CG Momoa kind of, like, swimming laterally. And then him kind of just floating up into, like, a standing floating position in front of some guy sitting in a throne. That was all it was. And it was just, like, looks like he was flying, but had the water effect in the hair, you know? So it looks like he's floating. It was nothing. And it was even, like, low quality. Like, it wasn't high def or anything. It looked like somebody filmed it off a phone from a phone. You know what I mean? Oh, cool. So it was really cool. So who knows? Aquaman could still happen. They didn't have, like, that technology where they could, like, tap phones? Apparently not. (laughs) Apparently not, JT. So what do you think? I mean, you already think everything's going to crash and burn. Do you think Aquaman is still a go at this juncture probably not oh my <laughs> like i said if wonder woman and we'll see if wonder woman and justice league do well probably but i just don't want as many comic book movies out there marvel's good marvel is fine that's all i need that's your one caveat yeah <laughs> marvel fine dc stop what you're doing yeah just stop turn back now yeah even Fox, to an extent, sometimes kind of rubs me the wrong way. 20th Century Fox producing The Wolverine. Talking yeah. about it tonight. Yes. Stay tuned. Yes. Yeah, Marvel's good. DC's up its ass. That's DC I... up its ass. Yeah. Yep. That's my two cents. Come at him, Snyder. <laughs> or whoever. <laughs> JT! Talking about the road to Logan. Yep. Doing that tonight. Did you hear what the estimated weekend box office would be? I think I heard eighty million. I heard also eighty million. I also heard another figure, one hundred and seventy million. I don't think that's right. It's a rated R property. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> but I have a hard time seeing 
where the huge difference is. <laughs> I saw a one report saying 80 million and I'm like, for a weekend? Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Then the 170 million, I'm like, not for rated R. That seems pretty high. Yeah. Because like even this movie, I think on its opening weekend made 85 or no, I think the the or Wolverine Origins made 85 in its first weekend. Okay. And that was PG-13, and the first one out the gate. Yeah. So everyone would go see it. Yeah. And it only made 85. I don't think this would make 170. Where are people getting 170, and yeah. why is it so far away from and like, 80 what did, million? What did Deadpool make? On its opening weekend? I yeah. have to look it up. I'm not sure. I want to say that's probably close to 80 million. I'm going to look it up, JT, cause because I'm interested. Yeah, because... Yeah, there's only so much you can do with a rated R property. You're not going to get a fuck ton of people coming out for it because there's only so many people that can see it. That's true. Not to say that it's not going to be successful. Cut your audience, though. Chopped them out. Almost halved it. You forsake it for the the, uh, opportunity to actually make something good. Dead. Pool. Search. On Box Office Mojo. Dot com opening weekend uh let's see well opening weekend that can't be right this has to be worldwide 132 million yeah i don't know if that'd be right for opening weekend domestically i would almost chop that in half Chopping half. Chopping in half. So like 70 million. 65 yeah. million maybe. Oh yeah, that sounds about right. My God. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I think Wolverine has a high enough name though yeah, that I can it would probably it making, get more than Deadpool. Yeah, I can see it making more money than Deadpool. But I don't see it making 170 million. <laughs> yeah, probs not. Who knows, though? Maybe we'd be... That'd be a lot of kids bringing their cell phones up to fucking clerks saying, my mom says it's okay. Wolverine's... Uh, I don't even think or... that's legal. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't even know how people get away with it in this small town of an area. Yeah. But, uh... What was I going to say? Um, If it's still at this 95%, though. It's at 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Still. Yeah. So that's tracking pretty well, JT. Maybe people come in, repeat viewings? No? Everyone saw it twice? Yeah. Maybe that would if make everyone. <laughs> you have to see it twice. You can only buy two tickets to this. <laughs> yeah. Still excited to see it, JT. Yep. This weekend. What are you doing this weekend? Well, I got a show on Saturday. Oh, Going to be too hungover Sunday to maybe go see it? Oh, I'll... I could probably find some time on Sunday to go see it. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's a date. <laughs> Pick me up at seven. <laughs> awesome. JT, you a fan of The Walking Dead? Yeah, I still watch it. You a fan of The Talking Dead? Uh, no. I don't watch it. All right. <laughs> Then this news may be hard to swallow. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I mean, when I, when I was, was able to watch it, I did watch it. But I get all my stuff, like, I buy all my stuff online, so I don't right. have, like, I can't, like, watch it right afterwards. I don't I don't seek it. 
so to say. You definitely explained yourself very well. Well, thank you. And for that, I appreciate you. You're being very polite tonight. What I, happened? I actually had to take a four-hour class today on how to coach and give positive feedback to fo- fellow employees. Well, may I say that you're cooking on all cylinders in thank terms you, of politeness. Thank you, JT. I appreciate your positive attitude. Uh, oh. <laughs> Me Nailed it. Man. <laughs> Well, talking Jed, talking Jed, talking dead as well. Talking Jed <laughs> will be actually taking its concept and spreading it out throughout the entire year. So it's not just going to be playing after The Walking Dead. It yeah. is going to be a year-long talking nerd kind of a show. I did, I did read that, and it does sound interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to keep with the same title. But they it, said instead they're just going to call it talking with Chris Hardwick. Okay, that's fine. But, but from what I read, they were going to do they were kind of going to try and keep it more within the basis of like TV and movies. Like they're still going to try and bring on like cast members of certain things. Oh, nice. Kind of like how they treat talking how they treat Talking Dead, but with other shows. Right, and big releases of the time like Wolverine, yeah, or like the Logan and stuff. For mm-hmm. instance, mm-hmm. so it'll be like essentially this show. With a higher production value. <laughs> yeah. And guests. Oh, yeah. I forgot. And guests that people want to hear from. Yeah, Dinosaur Neil. Yeah. No one gives a fuck what you think, Dinosaur Neil. <laughs> we bring you on because we like you, not because anybody else likes you. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Hot! <laughs> I said I liked him. Shut up. It's everyone else is a dick. That's true. Come yeah, on, what people. The fuck? What do you got against Dino Neil? Yeah. Huh? Follow him at Dino Neil Man on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, but I really, I really like this. I mean, I can't watch it, but I think it's yeah. a, <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a pretty cool idea because I think AMC were also going to try something along the lines of, uh, with this with Kevin Smith because mm-hmm. he wanted like a kind of like a, well, what he kind of does now, like Fat Man on Batman geek news kind of show and i think he did pitch it to amc and i think they turned it down and then eventually just did this (laughs) so it sucks to be kevin smith i guess yeah kevin smith we we just we just don't like you (laughs) i guess not (laughs) out to get him but uh so yeah that'd be pretty cool talking with chris hart he's a very busy person no shit he's doing some shitty game show on like nbc too or they just like it's pretty basically just Enormous Plinko. Yeah. They only did like 10 episodes of that. But uh, yeah, he's doing At Midnight, doing this show every day. Our show? Yep. He's going to be on <laughs> our show. Uh, he's he... working the boards. Hey, Chris. How you doing, Chris? How them levels? Good. Boards. Oh, thanks, Chris. He gave us the asshole symbol, meaning A-OK. Yeah. He showed us his asshole. <laughs> meaning everything's good. Yep. He opened his asshole. <laughs> was like, all right, Chris, you can sit down now. Put them pants up. Points. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Great. Chris. Great. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a pretty good idea. But yeah, busy guy. That and he has a podcast as well. Where does he find the time and to run a nerdist empire? What is going on? Isn't he married? Is yeah, that... okay. he just got married. Jesus. Well, that's not gonna last long. <laughs> Whoa. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Chris. Uh, I'm kidding. Jeez, cover the mic when he says. Watch that. yourself. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. 
Uh, last bit of news I have, JT, the Inhumans property that Marvel's trying to get up off the ground for years at this point. Yeah. Uh, things are rapidly moving forward into casting news. Yeah. Have you seen any of this yet? Yeah, I did see... I'm a big fan of who they got for uh, Black Bolt. Is that his name? Yeah, that's just uh, yeah. who was announced. Anson Mount, they cast as... And he's in Hell on Wheels, which... I never finish it because it just got way too convoluted at the end, but I did like him in it. Oh, yeah? Was he one of the main characters? Yeah, he's the main character in it. Mm. I never watched Hell on Wheels because it looked a lot like a Sons of Anarchy ripoff. Was it's it in like the that? West. Was it? Yeah, it's like what Old West. What am I thinking of? I don't know what you're thinking of. Maybe I thought it was like that. No, Hell on Wheels is like, it's like right after the Civil War, and like he plays like... Anson Mount plays, like, this guy who used to be a Confederate soldier who's, like, after this gang of dudes that, like, killed his wife. Oh. And then in the process, he gets, like, kind of brought on to, uh, like, helm the the making of this railroad. Right on. Sounds a lot more interesting than a Sons of Anarchy ripoff. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, the first two or three seasons, I was really into it, and then they just... I don't know. Like they, I don't know if they just ran out of ideas or they were just whatever. But it just felt like they were kind of treading water for the longest time. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tap out. Cool. Uh, well, yeah, they got him as Black Bolt, and they also uh, casted Medusa, his Inhuman Queen, as well, and that is going to be Elijah Rotaru, and she uh, has guest appearances on Arrow and Supernatural. So the whole CW Network is her oyster. Oh, jeez. Um, I don't know what she played. Um, I've actually can't think of her face right now, but I've probably seen her if she's been on Arrow. Okay. Who knows? And rumor has it that they've gone into further casting uh, for a character named Gorgon and Crystal of the Inhumans as well. Okay. All involving the royal family, uh, and that would be Owen Harn and Ilana Jones... Um, I didn't get anything that what they were from, but just they're just pumping this. Uh, get some, get some new blood in there. Get some new blood in there. Get some new blood in there. So far, not any huge names. The kind of people playing smaller roles. This um, Anson Mount, probably the biggest name so far. Yeah, and the they got thing. the guy that played um, Maximus uh, Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, he's playing that Maximus, I guess. Ewan Rion or whatever his yeah. name is. Yep. Yeah. He's a pretty big name. Big name. Good pull. Good pull. That was good pull. It's a good pull. And, um, you know, there are those rumors circulating that Namor could possibly be in this movie as well. Yeah. Um, with uh, Brian T. being rumored to play the Namor role, who played Shredder in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Michael Bay films. I yeah. I think it would be pretty good. Yeah. He was also in... The Wolverine, coming up at the top of the hour. Oh, shit, he was. Yes. So, suck on that. <laughs> That's um, all of my news, JT. All if right. you would like to divulge me with your knowledge. Okay. I don't have a lot of news, because it was a very Oscar-heavy, all the stuff that I was trying to pull up. Yes. Actually, I actually did get a list of the, or I, at least I remember, like, all the people that won. <clears throat> like, all the major categories. I think it was 
Oh, nope. his, uh, he's lost it. <laughs> uh, Marshal Ali won for best supporting for Moonlight, which okay. I've heard like nothing but good things about his role in it. Like he plays like a drug dealer in it. Oh, right on. And I guess it's like fantastic. I really want to fucking watch Moonlight. Yeah, especially I'm... now that it won. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, God damn it. Um, yeah, Casey Affleck won for best actor. Um. Viola Davis won for Suicide Squad. No, <laughs> she won for Fences. <laughs> First, I was like, "What, really?" And then I was like, yeah. "But, but Suicide Squad's what catapulted her to that amazing role in Fences." So nailed it. <laughs> and uh, best actress was Emma Stone. Uh, Emma Stone. That's right. No, that's she was right. Best Picture. <laughs> she was Best Picture. Yeah, she won for Best Picture. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yep. I think we should probably do a show on Moonlight to fucking uh, compare them in La La Land. All right. So when we did a La La Land thing that was going to win Best Picture, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, Moonlight won. Well, all right. No, reassess. Well, it won the Golden Globe. It did. So. Well, Moonlight won the Golden Globe, too. Not for Best Picture. Best Picture Drama. Oh, did it? Yeah, because La La, oh, La Land won for I always be- forget they do that <laughs> shit. God. Golden Globes, you fuck everything all up. They're weird. You throw. But me I do all... like I do like the Golden Globes tries to give comedies a They're chance due. to yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. Oscars just kind of like snub them all together, snubs and flubs. Bunch of bunch of assholes. Bunch of assholes. Bunch of assholes. Uh, Troy, they put out a new poster for that new Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, new poster. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yeah. But I only bring it up because they added a element to it that might make it a little more interesting. What? Like. I am all ears. Like ghost sharks. Ghost sharks. Yeah. There's going to be ghost sharks. Ghost sharks. Ghost sharks, Troy. I am into it. If you're wondering what I'm doing over here, our podcast candle went out. Oh, Jesus. I think I... What have I done? Like it's still on. No, I threw in a match, and the match caught on fire. Oh, Lit God. more wax, drowned the wick. Oh, God damn it. How is this match still burning? <laughs> oh, well. All right, well. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet sweet uh, visual gag you got for the podcast. It's not a gag, JT. This is life or death of this candle, at least. I think it's going to be a new candle there, Troy. Fuck. <laughs> They were pretty penny. <laughs> pretty penny, those candles. Uh, Troy, we're doing Logan next week. It's true. On our Ending our road to Logan with, of course, Logan. Right. Uh, good news. It The day before it comes out, uh-huh. right now, certified fresh at 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's a good, good sign. Good sign, boy. Good sign. It's a good sign, boy. <laughs> it's a good sign. It's a good sign. So, yep, good definitely sign. looking, definitely looking forward to that. Cannot wait. Gonna have to wait. But cannot I can't. Wait. I can't. <laughs> Just call AMC so you can get a private screening. That's right. That always works, right, Troy? <laughs> 
I guess maybe maybe I didn't ask in the correct way. You didn't, maybe I yeah. should take you didn't ask properly <laughs> enough. Maybe if I take my learnings from today's class, I would be able to get what I want. It might work. <laughs> uh, if only. If only. Troy, we are just coming off of that Le- Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Coming off of it. Hot off the legs. Still hung over from it. Loved it so much. Oh my god. Whew. Love a dove dove. So everyone's looking forward to that Lego movie too. Mm. What's it gonna what's gonna happen? What's it gonna be like? Well, uh Rumors circulating out there, JT? The director from Lego Batman, Chris McKay, uh-huh. came out and said that the premise for the Lego movie two right now is it's going to be a musical in space. What? Yeah. A musical. A space musical. Space opera? Musical. (laughs) Okay. So, I don't know. What do you think about that, Troy? I think that possibly, if it's going to space, maybe they uh, introduce the Justice League as full-fledged characters. Maybe they're in the... Justice League Watchtower? Watching over the Earth? I don't know. I like my idea. (laughs) I'm hoping it's an origin story for 80s Spaceman. Oh my. (laughs) Get him back. That sounds like an amazing idea. Yeah, that's what I want. I like my idea a lot less after you said that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't worry i like your idea troy you don't have to lie to me it's okay yeah it just sounds kind of forced <laughs> <laughs> uh troy i think i brought up a long time ago netflix developing a tv show a sitcom based on the old 80s wrestling promotion glow yeah Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Yes. Starring Allison Brie from Community. Mm-hmm. They just put out a small teaser that will brings up the release date of said show. Yeah. It will be out June 23rd. June 23rd. That is pretty soon. Yeah. So it's right around the corner. Pretty soon. Really curious to see what they do with it. I am. Is it like a biopic kind of a thing? How, what is this? No. Well, I think it's just going to be based on Glow. Like I, it's it's being written by the same chick that does Orange Is the New Black. Okay. Uh, Genji Kohan or whatever her name is. Uh huh. But yeah, I think it's basically basically just like a sitcom, but they're basing the show around that old promotion. Huh. All right. I'm interested. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they do with it. I'll, I'll check it out. But right now, it doesn't sound completely up my alley. Because yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Orange is the New Black, either. I don't know. I don't. I think it was just the main character of Orange is the New Black that kind of turned people off. Like, mm-hmm. I do like Orange is the New Black. Like, especially when they started steering away from shitty blonde chick. Mm. And that actually started focusing on other people. Right. So I'm hoping maybe they might do like a thing like that for for this glow show. All right, all right. So I'm 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 gonna check it out for sure. All right, I will also check it out for okay. you. No one only. No one only. No one else. Okay, good. 
Glad I settled that straight. Good. <laughs> Troy got some controversy on Beauty and the Beast. We're going to be covering that oh. in three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. Pretty soon. Yeah. March is stacked. Stacked. Yeah. Stacker two. Non. Yeah. Non-stop <laughs> stacker two. We're burning fat over here. But uh, Beauty and the Beast, a little bit of controversy. The director did an interview saying that there's going to be some hints that a big character from Beauty and the Beast is gay. I heard about this just today. Oh, jeez. So it's hot off your presses. That's right. That's right. They are hinting that LeFou is, in fact, a gay dude. Uh, quite a strong pick to have Gaston's bumbling little troll of a friend, the gay yeah. person in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, Gaston is a big hunk of man meat. Yes. Of course LeFou would want to get, get in that. Get on that. <laughs> get in and on that. Get in and on that. I suppose. I just feel like they could have maybe had, like, a stronger character. I don't know. I don't know who else is left. Maybe you have Cogsworth? Or da- <laughs> Yeah, one of those has got to be gay, right? You would think like, so. Like, Lumiere can't be gay because he's, like, too busy fucking the feather dusters. Right. I can see Cogsworth being gay. See? Wouldn't that May- be a stronger pick? Maybe Cogsworth gay. Maybe he's gay, too. Maybe him and LeFou end up together in the end. When he turns back into man? Yeah. Cogsworth the man? Come on. Disney, get get a quick edit in there. Yeah. I want to see Cogsworth and LeFou end up together at the end of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. That's all I ask. That's it. It's a simple request. That's all I want. Post-credit sequence. Make a, Maybe a small peck on the cheek to show that the relationship has been finalized. Yeah. Maybe a little pinch of the hiney? Ooh, look out, Troy. This is Disney now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. They can kill mothers blatantly, but they can't <laughs> show a little pinch on the rump. There you go. Now you got it. <laughs> So there you go, Troy. All right. Now, uh, I don't know how much uh, credibility news-wise this is, but it's a pretty interesting theory that I heard. Where's this from, On JT? Power Rangers. Oh, my. Okay, Are you so going to shatter my whole universe right now? Maybe. I thought it was a really... I thought it's a cool take on, on Power Ranger lore. Oh, God. Okay, so... <laughs> In a new TV spot for Power Rangers, they have like a thing where Rita Repulsa says that I used to be good just like you to Trini or something. Mm. So there's an on, there's a theory going around online that uh, Rita Repulsa was in fact a Power Ranger in this universe. Oh, and as you see in her in her uh, in all the promo stuff, she's wearing green armor. Yes. So there's an ongoing theory where that Rita Repulsa is in fact herself the evil Green Ranger. All right. I'm I'm a fan of this so far. I like this. I like how it ties it all together. Yeah. And she went rogue? Yeah. We already know Zordon used to be a Red Ranger. That's right. So who? Maybe they were on the same team? Maybe. She split up the team by being rogue. She went rogue. She went rogue. Killed Zordon? Or maybe put him in a big put him in a... pin art <laughs> yeah. wall? 
She put his face behind a bunch of pins so that he has to stick his face through and talk. <laughs> Interesting. I but like I thought, it. Yeah, I thought that was cool. It was a cool way to tie it all on together. Yeah, it's a good twist on the mythos. Yeah. I like it. You had me worried there, JT. No, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't let you down. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> the fuck just came out of you? That burp came from deep within my body. You're possessed. Jesus Woo! Christ. So, yeah, looking forward to that. So, yeah, I'm like, there's like news on like everything that I'm going to be reviewing, like in March. <laughs> this match is still burning. How? I have no idea. The match is still on fire. Man, this is going to turn like a Hanukkah thing where it's going to like burn overnight. <laughs> How is this a thing? Okay, go on. All right. Uh, last bit of news, Troy. Ubisoft. Oh, the video game. Man, I'm. Oh my god. <laughs> the video game. Uh, the video game designer is giving us something that James Cameron probably won't deliver on. Oh my Avatar. They're giving us some Avatar. Okay. They are basing a game on the world of Avatar. Great. <laughs> like so ten years too to, late. Yeah. Ten years too late, and then ten years before the next <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> I don't even know when the first Avatar came out. Was it ten years ago? It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be close. If not more it's than gotta ten be years. Like, no, it can't be more than ten. No, yeah, wait. Okay, it's less than, because, yeah, because I said last... I brought up last uh, last week that it came out in 08. Oh, well then. Because it was the same year as uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Very good. Very astute, JT. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, thank, thank you so much for that compliment. See, now I'm learning. You've done it. I didn't even take a class. I'm just that fucking good. Maybe it's just because I'm that great of a teacher. No. <laughs> all right so that's all my news troy oh my that's all my news well since the news is extinguished unlike this match it is still going still burning i'm afraid to touch the glass now is the glass flammable i don't even know i don't want the glass to crack i think it very well could oh and it is oh my god so hot i Jesus, just burnt my bubbling. finger <laughs> Yeah, it's like resting right against the glass. Oh, more news on this as it develops. <laughs> yeah. uh, Get we, Terry on it. <laughs> we do have a bit this week. A yeah. bit that came as That's a right. bit of a surprise. That's right. I feel feel bad I didn't record this on my uh, sheet. On your little sheet. But we do have a bit theme song coming up ahead right now. Okay. People die in It's the Pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's Bits. Yeah, that's right. Neil's Bits. This week in the Bits, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Died very suddenly. Yeah, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Took us both by surprise. He was like 61, I think I read that he was. Yeah, 61. Odd enough, I heard that, or I know, I, I know that I listened to a Mark Marin podcast where he was just on two weeks ago. Oh, jeez. Alive and well. He just finished uh, 
shooting like some television show that he's on. Oh shit! And yeah, because he was doing um, oh shit, it was the uh, it was based on a movie. Some television show that he's in. Oh, yeah. Training Day. Training Day, yeah. That's right. He was going to be the fucking, like, uh, he was going to be the Denzel Washington character in Training Day. Yeah. Like, they were reversing roles. Yeah. So, he's, he was just in that. They wrapped filming. I guess he had complications, or he had some, I don't know what was going on, but he went in for some kind of heart surgery. Yeah. I don't know if he had a stint put in or whatever, but um, after that, there's, like, complications after surgery where a blood clot went into his brain and he just stroked out and died right there. Fuck. Yeah, like super quick. <laughs> like Jesus. Alive and well and then all of a sudden he's gone. Uh so I I think at the Oscars they did like a little memoriam about him yeah. kind of separately because it was just Yeah, it, it happened just so, happened. Yeah, like so um, soon. But uh in a ton of our favorite franchises he was one of the only men to die from a Terminator, a Predator, and an alien. Yeah, uh, that's true. So that's kind of a cool piece of Did trivia. Did he die in Terminator? In Terminator 1. Yeah, but was he killed? He was definitely beaten to an inch of his life. True. <laughs> By a hom- homicidal uh, robot from yeah. the future. He had a sweet blue mo- mohawk too. Yeah, I think it was just like Liberty Spikes kind of a thing. I don't remember. Like, oh yeah. But yeah. Anyway, in like he was in everything. Yeah, he did have a uh, something you'd be interested in, Troy. He did have a brief stint on Agents of Shield, and he was one of my favorite parts of like the first season. Oh really? Yeah. Must have been later on. It was the first. It was like the first season. Yeah. In Agents of Shield. Yeah, yeah it's well, like I didn't get too later on yeah, in the yeah, first that's right, season. That's right. It's like halfway <laughs> into it they introduce him and then he plays like a really big part at the near the end of cool. the first season. Yeah, he's really good. And uh Twister, can't forget Twister. Oh, oh yeah. Huge part in Twister. The yeah. main part in Twister, yeah, some, some say. would say the main part in Twister. <laughs> so yeah, he definitely will be missed. Like I he had a, led a very interesting life, too. If, um, go back and listen to WTF from just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Tell us about his whole life, what he has, like, passion projects he had lined up, all this stuff. Shit. Like, it was really, really interesting. Didn't have a terrible family life growing up. Like, a lot of people on <laughs> Mark's show was just, like, Mark essentially just comes out, so who beat you up? <laughs> like, why are you in the business? <laughs> Yeah, how with your home life? I'm just getting more and more exaggerated as it goes on. <laughs> but yeah, usually everybody says like, oh yeah, I didn't really like my dad or I didn't have any family or whatever. But now Bill was like, no, my mom and dad were pretty cool people. Like, grew up in a happy family, got yeah. a, two other brothers or whatever. Like, even when he's playing a dickhead in movies, he still seems like a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like. I never really like got like that vibe from him where it's like that guy's an asshole. Like, he always seemed like <laughs> such a nice guy. That's right. Uh so yeah. Bill Paxton. What a life. What yeah. a legend. Yeah, will be missed. Yes, correct. Uh well that with that uh memoriam out of the way, would you like to uh maybe line up our next little thing? Oh, like to do? Man, I know it's it's on the tip of my tongue. 
trying to think. Stick that tongue out. Let's see if it's on there. Oh, uh, there it is. Oh, yep. There it That's is. Right. It was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> you know it's done. What trailers did you see, Troy? There was a pretty. It was a pretty big week in trailers. I have two pretty big ones. I got three pretty oh big ones. Oh my god! Three pretty big oh ones. Oh my god! Three? Jesus. Uh, yeah? <laughs> Good. Good. You sound so offended. <laughs> well, why don't you go ahead, since you have the extra one, because I bet you I have two yeah, of your three. You probably have the... Yeah. Uh, first of all, Troy, they put out the final trailer for Kong Skull Island. I missed this one. Yes, they put out the final trailer for it, and uh, they put a, uh, what the fuck's the name of the song? Like, the, we gotta get out of this place. Like that song? I think it's like by The Doors. Oh, okay. I'm fairly familiar with it. Yeah, it's a very, like, late 60s, early 70s-esque song. Like, kind of going with that whole, like, Vietnam feel still with, like, the helicopters zooming in and like the sunset or whatever. Sure. And uh, you see a lot more action of Kong himself. Right on. Looks really cool. I think pretty much like Superman punches a helicopter out of the sky at one point. Sweet. I'm into that. And um, yeah, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. It looks like a really cool take on just like King Kong in general. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for the movie. Yeah. Like, I thought I would hate this, and the more I see of it, the more I want to see it. So. Yeah. Well, I definitely suggest check out that new trailer, because it, it definitely shows you a lot more than it's shown in the past. And good. It looks really, really good. Good. Into it. I'm into it. Good. Good. Next one, Troy, I got the new trailer for Alien Covenant. Yes. Why are you trying to melt your pen against the candle it's melting oh god <laughs> so hot you like put your finger really hard against that glass i did too. and i just keep rubbing it and putting it against this cold beer rubbing it <laughs> yes alien covenant alien covenant Trey, what'd you think of it i did not like it really <laughs> i did not i thought it had an interesting premise at first yeah um how the uh the space explorers are going up and they're actually couples yeah. And they're going to repopulate a new planet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, it's kind of like a human Noah's Ark. Yeah. And they're going to start a new civilization with these groups of couples. And I was like, okay, that's a new idea. But, like, then it turned into um, less of a suspenseful thriller, more or less, and a lot more action-y. Yeah. And I thought of the... The look of the aliens, it does not compare to, like, early alien movies where they're, like, using practical, actual suits. Yeah. They looked really CG to me, and I was not a fan. I don't know. I'm looking more forward to it after seeing this. I'm looking less forward to it. Like, I think... They're they're definitely ramping up more action than they would with like the suits. Like I think there's only so much you can do with suits. Sure, I agree with that. And uh, I don't know, just like watching like the fucking alien like fucking like bull riding that <laughs> ship at the end, <laughs> just headbutting it and yeah. stuff. I don't know, like it may look more savage and I don't know. I, I kind of want to check it out. I, I mean, I'll check it out. Yeah, but I mean, I I don't know. I. So far, I'm not 
a fan of the way it looks. Like I know that you can only have a restrict re- only restrictions when uh, you have somebody in suits, but it's worked so far to be like pretty actiony, suspenseful movies. Yeah, I mean they did have um, practical NCG in the Alien versus Predator movies, mm-hmm. but those aren't received terribly well. So that's no. not like a <laughs> great jumping off yeah. point. But I think if they went full CG on this, especially since uh, Cameron and, um, oh shit, who did the first one? Ridley Scott. Thank you. I almost said Wes Craven, and I knew that <laughs> wasn't right. Um, I mean, they they built a franchise on that stuff. Yeah. On like full practical, it's mm-hmm. like tactile, you can touch it. Yeah. And just, I don't know, it doesn't have the same aesthetic to me. I don't know. I, they didn't show. I don't think they showed a lot of like the action in general, or like the hand to hand. Like yeah, well, it just what like, the kills are gonna look like, right? Or like how that stuff's gonna look. So the like the first teaser I think that we got was more of like a suspense kind of a uh, trailer. Yeah. Whereas this one, I mean, you, yeah, that's right. You don't get to get to see a lot of the action, but it just feels more like an actiony movie. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what I'm getting at, more or less. Yeah, I, I'm more curious to see like if or how they're going to connect this to Prometheus or how they're going to connect it to alien yeah in general yeah I actually um I want to go back and watch all the alien movies yeah I do too because I've never seen alien ever. I saw the first yeah I saw the first one the first one's really good I don't I think I've ever I don't think I've ever seen aliens oh really no I know I've seen chunks of aliens but I've never seen it all the way through I've seen yeah. alien four. Like, the most, because that's the one they always play on TV. God. And I don't think I've ever seen Alien 3. Is it like Alien Resurrection or some shit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. But yeah, I haven't seen Aliens or Alien 3, or Aliens 3, whatever it is. So yeah, but I've seen Alien vs. Predator, the both of those movies, <laughs> more than once. Jesus Christ. I carumba. Why? <laughs> because I don't know. <laughs> Saw AVP Requiem. Oh, is that God. the second one? Yeah. The one what's the one in the pyramid? Uh that's the first one. Okay, that's the one I saw twice in a weekend. Where <laughs> where he deems a human woman as a predator. Yeah. <laughs> yes. By like burning her arm with acid or whatever God. it is. What a horseshit what movie. The fuck? <laughs> Last trailer, JT. Yeah. Are you talking about Guardians of the Galaxy number two? Oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 trailer yeah. 2 mm-hmm. uh, showed a bit more of what looks like the, uh, some sort of council they're standing in front of. Yeah. Uh, from the, those, like, golden people, whatever, and they're kind of, yeah. like, on... I don't know what they're doing there. If they're holding a meeting, they're on some sort of trial. I have no idea. Uh, they, like, talk about, like, how they're trying to cleanse universe, so they're, like, space Nazis. Oh, my word. <laughs> so it seems like... Uh, they're space alt-right. <laughs> okay, well, then, let's not get political. <laughs> um, uh, the And then the big reveal. First, uh, you get to see of Kurt Russell in this trailer. Oh, yeah. Announcing himself more... As I am your father. Uh, yeah, as Star Wars, Star Wars, <laughs> Star, Star Lords, Peter Quill's father coming right out and saying in the trailer. 
Yeah. I mean, everybody knows that at this point if you keep in touch with this movie. I know. But uh, interesting? Question mark? Answer? Sure. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Fan. I don't. I think this was my least favorite trailer out of all of them that have come out. It was. It, it, it was. It stuck pretty close to like what they did for the Super Bowl. Yeah. In terms of like newer footage, but they did have like some newer stuff in there where I'm still super pumped for it. Yeah. Yeah. Still pumped. And it looks like it goes pretty insane with the action too. Yeah. Really stoked to see what they what they do in this. If it'll live up to the first one, a lot of hype. JT. Lot. Keep saying of it. Hype. Will it live up to Lots that of hype? hype. So I'm not a big fan of Drex being kind of ridiculous, but we'll see how that turns we'll see out. See how it plays out. Maybe they might have a fun way of explaining it. I don't know. Maybe those few moments we saw are the only moments. And maybe he's more literal through the rest of the movie? I hope. Time will tell. I hope. But yeah. Excited, as always, for GOTG Vol 2. Yes. <laughs> Said that real fast. Jesus I'm, Christ. I'm proud that I did it. Uh, match update still lit. <laughs> How is it happening? This, this is just a regular matchstick still lit. How? This is like turning into our Hanukkah candle. I'm gonna take a picture of this. It is something like you tell a family member about later on in your life. It is Ash Wednesday, so it might be Hanukkah based. Picture taken. But Ash Wednesday is also. A Catholic holiday. So probably less Jewish. Maybe this is... <laughs> maybe we're we're watching the Christian version of Hanukkah Candle right now. I don't want to count it out. Yeah. But I'm not going to put a I'm lot gonna of stock say we're, I'm going to say we're witnessing a miracle. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> we're witnessing a miracle. Well, anything else, JT? That does it for all my trailers, Try. All right. Well, that brings us into the hot subject of the evening. Second stop on our road to Logan. As I break out my notes here. Saw it so it's fresh in my head last night. Yes. Actually, I have quite a bit of notes on this, JT. Jesus. I think I have more notes or maybe longer notes than I did for Wolverine Origins. Yeah. Uh, so I could have a good train of thought. Uh, so I know this movie came out, uh, I think like five years ago or so. Yeah. I think it was 2013. Yeah. Um, what is this year? 17? (laughs) Four years (laughs) ago. Came out four years ago. Uh, and so it's probably not a huge spoilery kind of a review we have but we can give like a general thought of the movie and then go into more sure. details let's say sure. people haven't seen it yet even but, though that's kind of weird yeah i don't see why you would not see it it's been out forever that's true if you were interested at all you would have just seen it by now that's very true but fuck it fuck it <laughs> but the uh the wolverine takes place in the x-men canon after x-men 3 yeah uh, and obviously after Wolverine Origins. Yeah, almost <laughs> everything takes place after Wolverine Origins. Um, but this is the latest incarnation of Wolverine, except for his bits in Days of Future Past. 
Well, Days of Future Past is after this. I know. Yeah. That's what I meant. Like. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's like future stuff. Yeah. Like this is the latest we've seen. That I'm assuming Logan is taking place before Days of Future Past. I don't know. It's don't so weird to it tell. <laughs> like it. Have you thought about any of this yet? Because no. this is where I was, like, near the end. Okay, so there's a mid credit stinger at the end of this movie. Yeah. Not to jump all the way to the very end. Yeah. But it seems like they set up Days of Future Past in it. Yeah. So. But then it's a different timeline after Days of Future Past. Oh, that's true. So none of this matters. No, Nothing really matters. <laughs> Good night, Queen everybody. Said it best. <laughs> so, uh. That just negates my whole point I was trying to make, because I was going to be like, well, where does it go from here? You're welcome. Thanks, JT. You're welcome. <laughs> but the movie does rely heavily on what you've seen beforehand, especially X-Men 3. Yeah. Like, it's almost, te- this might it's... be just, like, the successor to X-Men yeah. 3. There's only, like, one really big thing you need to know that happened in X-Men 3 to really appreciate it. Other than that, it's, it's mainly just a standalone Wolverine story. That's true. Yeah. Um, and, uh, takes place almost entirely in Japan, does Wolverine's Japanese stuff, gets that off the ground, which I am personally not a fan of. Really? I don't like I've read so much stuff about people saying that's, like, their favorite Wolverine story. I, yeah, like, it's a big, it was a big famous story, I think, uh, Chris Claremont wrote it in the 80s. Where it was just a standalone Wolverine story, goes to Japan, has this, like, big sprawling adventure, and, like, it was very well received. And I haven't read it, so I'm assuming it's probably pretty great for a story from the 80s. But, to me, like, it just is weird. Well, let me just put it this way. I always think it's weird when people have, like, a weird Japanese fetish anyway. And, like, if you go to, like someone's house and they just are wearing like a silk kimono and they have swords up on the walls and like Japanese silks like you know like uh in uh horrible bosses where they go to Colin Farrell's house and he's just got a bunch of Japanese shit up everywhere yeah that's the kind of people I'm like I have friends so you're saying you don't like him going to Japan because you think Japanese people are weird no I think people who have weird fetishes about their culture are weird. So you're saying that Japanese culture is weird? No, I don't. But I have a weird thing when, like, people... I don't know. Like, what other culture do people do that with? Like, they just get so obsessed with that that's their whole life. So you're saying Japanese culture is weird. You can twist my words any way you want. <laughs> I, I just know what think you're it's, saying. It's weird. Like, if I went to your house and your house was just decked out with Japanese stuff. Like, and that was your whole life. But the whole story is not about Wolverine being obsessed with Japanese culture. It's just him going to Japan. I know, but, like, in Wolverine's, like, comics thing, he's, like, this got this whole life in Japan. And this is kind of what, like, I associate with. But that's with. in Japan. He's not over here doing Japanese shit. He's in Japan doing Japanese shit. I, I know. You're not putting together what I'm trying to say. And maybe I'm not explaining it well enough. I just think it's weird. It just sounds like you don't like Japanese culture. Listen, I (laughs) grew up on a lot of racist 50s cartoons. (laughs) No, that's not it. But I just think, I just am not a fan of, like, Wolverine's, like, huge trek. I find him more interesting as, like, a Canadian 
rather than him like going to Japan doing stuff. I don't like him having to be a ninja as well. But what you I heard what I mean? about what I heard about it which like what makes people like it so much from what I've heard of other people talking about it is you take this character who's known for his like irrational outbursts and like his like basically like goes in like berserker mode and like goes crazy and shit. Yeah. And then you put him in a country where they really dignify themselves on um like being trained these methods of self-control and then like almost like him learning how to control that side of himself through the art of like ninja tactics. Sure. Well, maybe that's in the book. That didn't happen in this movie. No. <laughs> but, like, I, I don't know. I, I like the idea of putting him in another culture. Like, especially in a, in a culture like this where they are they are very uh, set in their ways. Like, especially with the family that he's he's uh, he deals with in this. They're very about, like, culture and family and, uh, and uh, like, being true to your family and culture. And then you have, like, Wolverine who's just trying to get away from all of that. Sure. And then, like, kind of seeing through them, like, this, like, mainly for the wrong reasons this other family's doing it, but, like, <laughs> like being exposed to that kind of culture. Like, it's it's like a fish-out-of-water kind of story. Yeah. Culture shock, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can respect that. I just don't have to be a huge fan of it, I guess. Yeah, because you don't like Japanese people. Right. Label <laughs> me as a racist. Uh... So, uh, that happens. He gets caught up and he meets, uh, Yuriko, his, uh, hu- one of his huge love interests after Jean Grey, um, in the books and in the movies. Yeah. Um, that's not hugely, like, played out in this movie. It's got, like, planted a seed, more or less, in it. Yeah. That's the, <clears throat> that's Moriko, right? The Yeah, Moriko. Okay. What did I yeah. say? I think he said Yuriko. I meant Moriko. Yeah. Because Yuriko is also a character, right? And yeah, that's she's, uh, like the red-haired. What's her name? Um, Rila Fukushima. Uh, Yukio. That's the red-haired. Yes. Yeah. Well, there you have it. I can't get anyone's <laughs> goddamn name straight on this. Uh. So anyway, they go in a huge thing. There's a huge um family takeover kind of thing going on in the uh, family he gets involved with. Um, this family's fucked up. <laughs> I have a lot to say about the whole family, family shit as so it gets fucked up. when we get to the more specifics. But it's a huge complicated web of deceit and lies and yeah. backstabbing. <laughs> yeah. Like all of that kind of shit. And we'll get into that a little bit later once we get more into it. But uh, he has to overcome that as well as overcome a now- Missing healing factor. Mm-hmm. What did that come from? What? We'll get to that a little bit later and uh, just learn more about himself. Yeah. As the movie goes on. Uh, do you have any. Uh, oh my god. The loudest huge truck fucking truck going by. God. Almost came through, just drove through your living room. <laughs> um, did you have any uh, fun facts about this movie? Like oh, box I, office facts or whatever? I have some uh, fun director slash uh, Hugh Jackman getting ready for the role facts. Oh, yeah, let's do it. 
so uh, Hugh Jackman uh, d- wanted to look like the best he possibly could for this role. Boy, does he though! So he, uh, <laughs> well, uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, but um, he adopted a dehydration diet, which is often used by bodybuilders, like before their competitions. Yep. Where you don't drink any liquids for 36 hours. And yeah. he would do that before all of it, any of his shirtless scenes, he would do that before. Yeah. I even heard, like, if he even wanted to get more ripped, he would, like, go out and get drunk the night before. Because getting drunk will dehydrate you yeah. even more. So he would go to work hungover. And, like, with a killer headache because he's just super hydra- dehydrated yeah. and whatever. I was like, god, god. damn, man. Just, like, respecting the craft. <laughs> and, um, uh, there was two directors that were, that were, uh, linked to this before they finally, uh, settled on, uh, was it James Mangold, I think, was the... Yeah, yep. Uh, the first one who expressed interest in doing it, never really committed to anything, was Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, I heard, remembered him briefly being talked yeah, about. Yeah, he actually uh, enjoys the Japanese saga Wolverine and was going to do it, but then they wanted him to, they basically wanted to, like, make sure, like, commit him for, like, two to three years to the project. Mm-hmm. And he was like, ah, that's too much work for something that I'm not, like, creatively involved in, so yeah. I'm just going to bow out. And then the second name was uh, Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Which I do remember, like, the rumors of him, like, because he was actually linked to it and actually worked on the project for six months. Yeah, he was on the, the title for a while, and yeah. I was excited for it, actually. Yeah, and, uh, like, it has varying, there's varying rumors behind it. He left because he said that the schedule was too much and he wanted to be with his wife and child at the time. Sure. But an ongoing rumor that's going around was that, uh... He basically went through and rewrote the screenplay after he became director. Oh. And they said that when he rewrote it, it turned the movie into the hardest of ours. <laughs> where like they said that there was where they said that there was both uh heavy sexual content and brutal violence involved. Mm. Where the producers were just like Yeah, we can't do that now. No. <laughs> you're going to have to just leave. Yeah. <laughs> we need actually to make money on this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so they so they were both linked to it before they were uh, taken out of it. But uh, Very good. I have some uh, interesting, uh, well, interesting news. Don't know. It was rated PG-13. Yeah. Uh, to get the biggest audience you could get. Had a production budget of $120 million. Uh, worldwide made four hundred and fourteen point eight million, so it did finally make its money back. This is actually um, it only made a hundred and thirty two million domestically back. Okay. So it if it wasn't released worldwide, it wouldn't have really made much money at all yeah. with production and all mm-hmm. that shit and marketing and advertising. But world or foreign, just the foreign markets uh, made two hundred and eighty two million. I'm assuming a lot of it Japanese audiences want to go see this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and Australian audiences for all those Hugh Jackman fans down, down under. <laughs> Good eye. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that definitely helped out quite a bit. Uh, this movie 
on uh, Rotten Tomatoes has a 69%. All right. Um, hi-yo. Hi-yo. Uh, as opposed to uh, Wolverine Origins has a 38%, which we brought up last week, almost doubling its score. Yes. Uh, which, by golly, should be the case. <laughs> At least <laughs> doubling the score. The one thing I found interesting is that IMDb's rating has both movies at 6.7%. Wolverine Origins and The Wolverine. Somebody's doing drugs over there. I don't know. Shit. That doesn't make any sense to me. Especially for Wolverine Origins. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I think like, the head of their ratings department just, like, gets an instant boner whenever they hear <laughs> Hugh Jackman. So they have, like, people that are just like, like, look, man, I mean, Wolverine Origins. No, it's good. Same score. Yeah. Whereas, like, I don't think as many ratings get into the internet movie database as, like, Rotten Tomatoes, so it's, like, the whole thing might not be as aggregated or whatever. But still, like, 6.7 is about the same thing as a 69%. <laughs> and it is not the same at all. JT, we got some in the door. Some in the door, JT. Where? The door. Ah, goddammit. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> Podcast fridge being raided by JT. Ah, I'm gonna put this back in the fridge. Let me. There, there we go. Let me get that. Uh, that was an game on. Burger. <laughs> yeah, that was a very struggling <laughs> episode of beer here. Um, so with all this like blunt information at you, let's just jump right into. Let's get into the opinions. Yeah. What let, people don't know. Let's get in. To the opinions. JT, I'm going to hand you the talking stick. And hand me the talking stick? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, no surprise. I enjoyed this a lot more than X-Men Origins. I actually appreciated that it was more of a bare-bones story. Like, mm -hmm. they didn't try and go off the, off the wall with a lot of, like, crazy action and throwing in a bunch of mutants and stuff. They kept it pretty bare-bones. I actually read somewhere that they were almost thinking about including no other mutants but Wolverine at one point. Oh, cool. But uh, they do, in fact, include other mutants in this. Uh, I did kind of like the the family drama. The, like, the, I think the one thing that I didn't like about this was uh, Logan and Moriko's relationship. You didn't like that? Man, I'm... I'll, I'll get into... In, into uh, when we go into more spoilers, I'll okay. tell you about how this is, like, one of the most ridiculous relationships in I, comic book movie history. I might agree with you <laughs> when we get there. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like there's a, there's a point in there where they really focus on it, especially, like, in the middle, like, right in the middle, where it's like, why are you still doing this? Let's do something, <laughs> let's do something worthwhile. Like, quit trying to make me like, like these two being together. But... Other than that, I really enjoyed the action. Like the, some of the fight scenes were very well choreographed, mm -hmm. and uh, instead of like, for the exception of, like a few very far fetched things, I uh, I really kind of dug it. Yeah, I uh, almost agree with you 100 percent there. Yeah. Like I like that a huge chunk of this movie is just a character study, more or less on Wolverine. Yeah, and like you kind of get to see what's ticking around in his head, mm -hmm. see how it starts out from when he's like up in the Yukon and he's kind of like a hermit to himself and being drug into this yeah. whole family drama. And, uh, it's saying it's not huge. There's little actiony set pieces, 
but otherwise it's like a low key kind of a story. Yeah. Up until you get to like the third act, yeah, where it kind of shakes it up and turns on its head, which I have different opinions about, but I'll get there. <laughs> organically yeah um i did think the fight scenes were actually pretty well choreographed Mm -hmm. the one thing um i would say though is like for it had well choreographed fight scenes but there's still some things i didn't necessarily i could nitpick on like for a guy with blades for weapons there was not a huge there's not a lot of blood so when he slashes somebody there's like no blood and, like, I didn't yeah. see the director's cut either. I saw the theatrical cut. Yeah, I didn't see... I think... Because it was PG-13, like, I think that does kind of bring it down a little bit. Yeah. But for being PG-13, I feel like they definitely, like, rode that line. Because yeah. there is some very... There is, a there is like, a very gory scene where he's, like... You don't... They don't actually show him doing it, but there's, like, he almost has to perform surgery on himself. Yeah. And they show the aftermath of that, and that is pretty gory for a pg-13 movie yeah that's true yeah um but still not a ton of blood it was weird well, yeah <laughs> like I, they, I feel like for what they could get away with they got away with it like yeah there wasn't a lot of blood but then like they would do like close-ups of his blades and you would see like tints of blood like eh. like a, like a blood hue like they they couldn't like have it where it's like his blades are dripping with blood all the fucking time. No, I, I understand. Like, I, yeah, but, like, for what they could get away with, I feel like they gave, they gave it their best in terms of trying to keep it PG-13 while also trying to keep it mildly realistic. Right. And then I also have, like, a weird nitpick on uh, the strength of Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, it's kind of inconsistent. Like, he can pick up... He can pick up a guy and throw him, like, 15 feet. And then... But people can also, like, block his punches. Yeah. And I'm like, how is that even a thing we're talking about right now? Like, that, there's one part where he, like, comes up on a guy, grabs him by the back of his coat, and throws him back, like, 15 feet. Yeah. But just earlier on a fight on a train, he goes and swings a punch, and a guy blocks it with one hand. Yeah. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Well, when he was on the train, he was also getting weaker, too. At this point that I'm talking about, he still he was still weak. Like he didn't have his powers or anything. I can't even think of what it was. It was just like it was after that whole chase scene where she gets. Oh, uh, like, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There might be some some weird. Yeah, it, that was just a little thing that like made me tick or whatever. But I, it's not like a huge thing. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like I I I, I like the movie quite a bit more than Wolverine Origins. Yes, <laughs> it's definitely a lot more interesting to watch. Uh. You want to get into more spoilery things? Sure. Great. Let's do it. Uh, the movie does start out, um, as again, I have my notes in chronological order because I was taking them as I was watching the movie. Yeah. Starts out in the Yukon, like he is a homeless, vagrant looking man. I did enjoy that. I liked it a, a, a lot too. Yeah. They didn't like, they, they like, they actually gave you like a feel of what he's been up to and since, yeah. Not much. No. <laughs> he's just. Permitting yeah. about living in the woods. I do like the the subtle uh, foreshadowing where uh, he comes across that bear who was shot with a poisonous arrow. Yeah. Because he, in fact, gets shot with a whole bunch of poisonous arrows. Yeah. In, in Japan at one point. Yeah. And he talks about how unfair it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's that. Also, it made me laugh at that scene. Like, So there's a bunch of rowdy hunters that go out and a bear wanders into their campsite or whatever and they shoot it with an arrow yeah 
and like the bear obviously goes nuts and then kills five of the hunters. <laughs> and what's weird is like the guy, other the last remaining hunter flees the scene and the first place he goes is a bar. Not like gotta drink away your sorrows. It was after so your fucking weird that buddies like, died. <laughs> he was drinking, telling a story about how five of the hunters died, and this didn't happen like years ago, where he's like reminiscing about the story. This happened an hour ago at most. This guy's a dick, and he's just like <laughs> drinking to his friends' deaths, who are still rotting in the woods right now. Just left him there to rot. No, they're still alive. It was a whole plot by Sabretooth. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so like what like Wolverine goes in there and he's like just causing a ruckus do shoot that bear blah 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 whoops the guy's ass and all that yeah. other shit pretty cool and when he gets uh Yuriko right yeah I think it's let me see I think it's Yukio or Yukiro let me see um she comes in kind of yeah, break, breaks up the fight and uh you know what uh the uh, Rila Ryla, Rila Ryla. I don't know how we pronounce her first I, name. I, I don't know. Um, I just <laughs> took down the character names. Uh, anyway, I couldn't understand like half the words she was saying. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when she, where you, you first meet her. Yeah. She like talks so fast mm-hmm. and it's like really heavy Japanese accent. Mm-hmm. And I like, was like, what the fuck did she just say? Yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to put on subtitles or anything. But you kind of fall into it later as she like kind of goes on when she's in Japan. Yeah. And she doesn't have like a huge other part really no. in the movie after that anyway she's I actually kind of wanted more of her i thought she was her and her and logan worked together like really well like even more so than than uh moriko and her yeah and him. Uh, yeah i agree like i i like their like him and your and you you yukio's relationship or yuriko ah, yeah i think it's you i can't <laughs> fucking i gotta remember these names i i just thought it was weird like if they wanted to introduce Yukio. her and then like didn't do much with her why was she in did she have like a bigger part like before and it was kind of cut down because she's like yeah, I don't just kind of in it intermittently, intermittently like throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. Why didn't it, why wasn't it like somebody else? Like, uh, I don't even know who else it could be. Cause it wouldn't make sense to be anybody else. Like I was going to say like, what if it was like the bow and arrow ninja guy or whatever, but that yeah. wouldn't make any well, no, sense. He's got a bigger part to play. Like as the best friend, <laughs> You want to just dive into that right now? God damn it. <laughs> well, no, I'll, before we go on, I'll just say that I really enjoyed Logan and Yukio's relationship. And especially in the, especially like in the uh, third act when they're kind of, or like in the, like right before like the, the big finale, when it's kind of them together, like looking for Moriko. I, I like that stuff a lot more than before when it's Logan and Moriko like getting to know each other like yeah. i thought they worked really well together and especially like her with her like fighting style like mixed really well with like Logan's just like brute i'm just going to fucking kill yeah, you brute hack and slash yeah like i thought they worked really well together <laughs> so okay before we get into uh even in japan like uh Yukio or Yuriko whatever it was Yukio Yukio um is like begging him to go to Japan because the, what you saw in the like the kind of the opening shot is you get to see a Wolverine back in World War II when they dropped the bomb on Nagasaki. Yeah, and uh, you get to see that whole action scene and how he saved a Japanese officer's life. Mm-hmm. 
and the Japanese officer in this is the old man in the Wolverine repaying Wolverine back for saving his life yeah, late, like way just, later just, on. Yeah, they, the way they say it is like they just wanted to say goodbye because yeah. he's the one guy that let him live like this long life. Otherwise, yeah. he would have been vaporized by this nuclear bomb. <laughs> and so uh, Yukio is out to find Wolverine, finally finds him to bring him back to Tokyo, and he doesn't want to go. And then he's just like, like agrees to go after just a little bit of begging just to go. And he's like, I'll go for one day. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like it's, they say in the movie, it's a 15 hour plane ride to go to Tokyo where he's going to spend one day and then 15 hours back when it's known that he hates flying. Like what if he's just setting him up for like two and a half days of torture. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> And I was like, get the fuck out of here. There's no amount of money in the world. All expenses paid trip to Japan? I guess so. I'd sign up. Fuck, I guess. (laughs) Um, So he finally does get to Japan. Yeah. Finally gets to where he needs to go in Tokyo. They meet up in this, uh, like, Japanese chalet (laughs) where he's immediately scrubbed down very comically by, like, old bath maidens with brooms like legit bush brooms just scrubbing the shit out of them thinking like we needed some comedic levity at this point hey finally give him a bit of a haircut chop all of his hair off now bada bing got a signature wolverine look there you go chops and all there you go he's ready to go out on the town japanese style do it up (laughs) where he finally does meet his uh that Japanese officer. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, yeah, I can't remember either. It's like, I want to say it's Shibata or something. I think it started with a Y. Yoshida? Yeah, sounds right. Um, meet him. He's on his deathbed. Yep. And he's looking to see if Wolverine... It's The favor he asks of Wolverine is very weird. Yeah. Because essentially he's asking Wolverine to, like, give up his healing factor to save him. Yeah. So he's like, hey, would you like the opportunity to die so I don't? Yeah. And, like, that's the favor he's asking of Wolverine. Like, <laughs> But hey, he's, he's phrasing it in a way where it's like, you've been alive for so long and you never really saw a way out. Yeah. I'm giving you a way out. Like, this is, this is me giving you the favor of... <laughs> Now you can now you can pass on like you don't have to like go through life having to watch all, everyone die around you for the rest of your life. Yeah, sure. I but Wolverine never asks for it. Like he's yeah. just going there to like see this guy off, and he's <laughs> the guy the guy in the most uncomfortable looking hospital bed in the world. Like it looks like he's sitting on Zordon's face. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. stupid pin art table. Get out of here. That Why is that comforting whatsoever? Yeah. Asking Wolverine to just, like, essentially give up his life so he could have it. Thanks for saving my life back then. Now save my life again. Yeah. Like, what a favor. What a repayment. Well, you're looking at it more in like a, oh, why would you want to die? But he's he's phrasing it in a way where you've been alive for so long and you've seen all these people that you've cared about die, like, and you've never seen a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm giving you that light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. 
I'll I'll give you that. But then the other half of that is like, also let me live. So like, thank you for saving my life back in the forties. Now save my life again. It's like, well, if you're not going to use it, I'll take it. <laughs> oh bullshit! <laughs> I'll give you the chance to die. I'll take away your healing factor, but I'll take it if you don't want it. Like, what a fucking selfish prick of a guy. Um. Oh shit! Close out of my notes. Got it. Um. So, Wolverine doesn't really accept at this yeah. point in time. He's like, nah, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds dumb. I'm not into it. And then, uh, so the guy dies. Right? Old guy, Yoshida, dies. Yes. So, everyone's broken up about it. This is where you, feet, uh, you first uh, meet Mariko. 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 Uh, and she's like half crazy which you find out why she's going bonkers because he she tries to like jump off a cliff at this point in time oh yeah and then i almost forgot about that actually it's like right after wolverine gets out of like that little weird hospital room talking to uh yashida like mariko like runs by tries to jump off a cliff and wolverine catches her God. and i'm like what the fuck is going on um, well, you find out that she is being hunted by the Yakuza. Yeah. Because somebody put a hit on her head. And is this the point where you maybe want to go into family drama type stuff to try to iron this out? I wasn't so much... Like, the family drama stuff I can get because everyone is crazy. Like, they... I feel like everyone in this family just rushes to the worst possible solution to any problem. Yeah. They... <laughs> Definitely pull out any stops. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. This is like, oh, do. yo, you're giving you're giving the company to my daughter. Well, then I'll just have her killed. Wait, you can hold on. Wait, can... <laughs> pump the brakes. So you can't just. How did we get to can this? You... Point? Yeah, like you didn't you didn't think about like maybe I could talk to her. Maybe I could do this. Like, I'll just have her killed. It's fine. <laughs> so like, okay, this is the whole thing, and like this is the whole thing. I'm gonna kind of explain here goes throughout the entire movie that points to me we haven't even really brought up yet but so the grandfather Yoshida who allegedly is his name yeah (laughs) I think that's his name yeah sees a lot of himself in Moriko yeah so he's handing his huge empire that he've created business empire well allegedly this is what he says that he sees a lot of him in her. Yeah, that's why he's giving her the company. That's what he, that's what he says that that's he says that he's doing that for. Yes, like that viper chick, like kind of like alludes to like another reason. So this is happening. So that bypasses his son, which sh- he feels like he's entitled yeah. to this vast empire. So Moriko's father puts out a hit on yeah. his daughter from the yakuza. Yeah. All the while Moriko's boyfriend is trying to protect her, yeah, by hiring a bunch of ninjas and Viper who is secretly working for Yoshida. He hired her? Yeah. I thought they were all working for for uh the grandfather. Yeah, yeah, they're working for the grandfather. Yeah, like the boyfriend was working with the grandfather, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're all, like, 
they're all connected to save her. Yeah. From the Yakuza. They're keeping her alive. Yeah. So, but then, oh my God, it's so fucking confusing. So, well, no, it's just a thing of like, I don't think he factored in the fact that his son would try to kill Moriko and they want to keep her alive because they wanted, they wanted, uh, they wanted an heir to the company that would not like go like try and like actually keep it for herself. Like, that's why they said that they wanted to keep Mariko on because she's weak. So she would, like, give up. So, like, okay, so for the end, when it turns out that he's not dead, that he's going to try and live for the, like, just Mm -hmm. wanted to, like, find a way to keep Wolverine alive. He wanted somebody where they would give off power, they give up power easily and give the company back to him. The whole thing is way convoluted. Yeah. The whole plan it is, is convoluted. Like way convoluted. It is convoluted, but it's just it's how he's trying to make it work. It's just that I feel like there's a lot easier way to make this work from a script writing perspective perspective. I don't know. I I didn't You don't know! I, I didn't think get... this could be way easier. How? Jimmy, give, give me how it would be easier. So I would just have the grandfather actually die. Like Wolverine doesn't give him his healing factor at all, so that's like out of the out of the thing. So one less character to worry about. So then the 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 family, the heir to this fortune, Moriko, actually takes place because that was in a will. The father doesn't like that so much. Yeah. So he hires the Yakuza to try to take his daughter out, even though it's a huge dick move, and I don't know how why can't we talk through. Yeah. I don't know whatever. And uh, so Wolverine is trying to protect Moriko cause he's like all wrapped up in this now. So he's fighting off the Yakuza. And so then the father becomes the silver samurai to try to fight Logan at the end. So he can take out his Logan, then take out his daughter or like overthrow the daughter. And it's not this whole convoluted plot. But how does the dad become the silver samurai? He already trains in that fucking stick fighting but how does he get the armor for the silver samurai he steals it from the grave of the grandfather like they show so that why the grandfather have the silver samurai outfit what are you talking about he he kept he had the outfit because it kept him alive yeah no i'm not talking about the robot silver samurai like yeah there's a silver samurai outfit at the grandfather's grave like, that's just standing over his grave as a ceremonial armor. Yeah. Like, he puts that on and steals it to become the Silver Samurai. Yeah, because they do kind of do that in the in the movie. Like, to, like, hint at, oh, he's a Silver Samurai. Because he does put it on when he's trying to kill Logan at the end. Mm-hmm. Or near the end. I don't know. I didn't hate it. You, you may, I think you're just trying to make it seem like... Because it was convoluted, but I didn't hate it. Because, like, they do, like, this whole thing where... Uh, like, he's putting all of this money into, uh, like, this suit and all this shit. And, like, uh, like I don't know. Like, I can see what they were doing with it. Because the way they had it, the way they had it uh, played out in the, in the movie, I think they were trying to, like, throw, like, red herrings at you here and there. Where it's like, oh, well, she's clearly working with the grandfather. Or she's clearly working with the Yakuza. And then you see the, the boyfriend talking. Like, but he was killing Yakuza, so who was he working for? Like, why are they working together? Like, they're, like, slowly, like, building this thing where 
at the end when they show that the grandfather is a silver samurai, then it all kind of shows itself. Like, you don't know who's, what, what people's motives are until the very end. I think that's what they were trying to get with in this movie. Where if it's just like, oh, the dad's the villain, and you're just going to follow the villain, you're just going to follow the dad being the villain the whole time. I think they were trying to tell more of a story of, you don't really know who the villain is till the very end. Yeah, I guess. But... I don't know, like, it didn't really, like, strike me as... It it, it was a little convoluted, but it didn't, it, I, I wasn't, like, completely confused. I, I might have missed something here or there, like, that's totally making me more confused as it is. But, like, the one thing I don't get is, like, the boyfriend's, like, allegiance. Because, like, the way Moriko tells this tale, like, they were in love. Yeah. But they can't marry each other because of political reasons from the father. So he has him or has Moriko marry this other person. So when she does marry, that's like, like a joint venture of businesses to make them even more. I think that's more of like a Japanese thing, like a Japanese, like staying true to your family and staying like, cause he loves Moriko and he loves the family. So then the grandfather kind of moves in and is like, well, if you want to stay true to my family, then you'll help me with this. It wasn't the grandfather who made that though. It was the father who made that thing. No, but then the grandfather, that's how the, the grandfather got him to join him, is that if you want to stay true to my family, then you do this for me. Oh, yeah, I suppose. But then, like, that's so weird that, like, he would, he's using, he's trying to protect Mariko, and then, like, at, he's still joining up with his grandfather to do this, like, evil, like, be the bad guy, essentially, and, like, has a change of heart at the very end where it's like, why did you have a change of heart in the first place? Well, he changed his heart at the end because it because Moriko pretty much talked him into it. Because, like, oh, I really like this guy. Don't let him die. Because, like, <sighs> he's so really... Because fucking... he's... Yeah, I hate fucking... The boyfriend in this is such a fucking <laughs> pussy-whipped bastard. <laughs> I know. I, he was the most... Conf- like, where he stands... A, but anyway, go on, go on, go on. But, yeah, like... I can see what they were going with it, but the way they were trying to tell the story, it was really weird. Because I want to jump into Logan and Moriko's relationship. Yeah, go ahead. Which is so fucked. It's, it's so forced. Like, it's to forced, the audience. It's forced, and it's the most fucked. Like, there's you should not be rooting for this couple at all. They're, like, the most unhealthy relationship ever. Yeah. Like, the only reason, like... First of all, they do allude that Moriko is a virgin. Because <laughs> the, the, like, the dad even brings up, like, you've, like, deflowered my my daughter, like, after he fucks her. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so she's a virgin, so that's the first thing that shows you that Logan's a dickhead. <laughs> and then when he does fuck her, he doesn't see her, he sees Jean. Yeah. So he, like, fucking talked this innocent virgin chick into fucking him so he could be like, I want to feel what it's like to be with a woman again because I miss Gene. You know what's also fucked, as I can, if I can add on to this? Yeah. It's like, af- she does that after she tells, like, Logan and the audience kind of like her whole life after they are after that whole chase scene with the Yakuza and all that. Yeah. Like, how... Um, I was in love with this guy, but I can't have it because of political reasons and, like, the Japanese hierarchy. We need to... It's a whole arranged marriage type of thing. So the whole thing is like, you think that Moriko is like really in love with this Mor- boy. He does not. She does not fucking love him. <laughs> well, obviously not. Cause she fucked Logan right after she yeah. said about like, 
I'm really into this oh, guy. We love each other. She is such a fucking... I fucking hate Moriko in this so much. No, I don't... Like, I fucking hate her. She is such a fucking... She, she is one of those chicks where she talks a good game. Like, I'm really a good person. But she is such a fucking self-centered bitch <laughs> I don't I oh don't, she is no I don't think she was written that way I don't think that was she wasn't written that way but she comes off as that I I don't she totally completely comes agree off as I, that. I think it's more contradicting for a character to say like I was with this guy I really wanted to be with him but I can't so I have to be forcefully married to this guy but because you're here now and you're the main character of this movie since the, mo- the yeah. movie is your name i have to fuck you for some reason yeah and so that's she- why she's a self-centered bitch that doesn't make her self-centered it's just terrible writing <laughs> no but it makes it well terrible writing made her a self-centered bitch but even though they wanted doing, even though they're doing it for her own reason she it doesn't even need to happen at all but she's still doing it I know she's still... If, 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 a char- if, a, if a script writes a character to do something, the character's doing that. So Moriko's a self-centered bitch who's just like one of those chicks that's like, oh, you're the bad boy. I want to get with you and fucks him. And then when it gets to the point where like she gets in... And then like when the fucking boyfriend meets up with her at the end and she's like, oh, I really like him. You got to save him. And then he does and then dies. And then she's like, oh no, you're dead. And then at the end, she's like... Yes, oh. pining for Wolverine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like she doesn't give a fuck about him. Like she's just like, oh, you know, he was a, he was a nice he's a nice guy. He does all this stuff for me. Like, but you're the bad boy. I want to fuck you. Yeah. I want to be with you. Like he was like, fuck you, Morico. You're a, you're a fucking. You're just like one of those chicks that's just like you have these guys. Like this guy that's like doing everything for you because he thinks that's like what you want. And then. You have fucking Logan just move in. Like, he doesn't even want to fuck you just for this because he likes you. He wants to fuck you because he wants to pretend that you're his old girlfriend. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, man, I love him so much. I'm like, oh, god damn it. God damn it. <laughs> All right, I, I agree with some of that, but my argument still stands. Let's talk about fucking Jean Grey in this because she's in this more than she's in X-Men 3. Yeah. She is packed in this movie and there's so many hallucinations in this movie yeah like every time you see Jean Grey is like a hallucination yeah and like she's in this movie a lot but I didn't hate that though I hate it like it's fucking beaten to death like like there's like six hallucination scenes in this yeah one sometimes it's a hallucination in a hallucination yeah like the first scene you is a the flashback scene to 1940 like with the bomb drops yeah he wakes up next to in a bed to Jean Grey yeah and then he wakes up again and he's a homeless person in the Yukon <laughs> like it's a Wolverineception going on here sure but I didn't hate it because it's like I feel like Jean Grey's kind of turned into like this inner voice inside of him and he talks to her because it's like he meant she meant that much to him. And, like, so, like, she's just becoming, like, this contradictory voice to, like, what he thinks he should do as opposed to, like, the other option. See, I think... he kind of lets her... Like, he brings her in as, like, the other train of thought. So, like, she's a bit of his conscience or whatever. Yeah, sure. I I can see that. I just think it's, like, in X-Men 1, 2, and 3, like, you get a minor attraction to Jean or whatever, but I still don't feel like that's a huge part... Of, like, the X-Men movies. Except for, like, X-Men 3, where they kind of beat it over the head. Yeah. Like, they don't really do it in X-Men 1 or 2. 
so it's weird that like so in this one she's like all over in this thing. Well, I think there was always kind of a she he was kind of always like the thing that he clung to as like this is a possible like she's the one for me. Like he's it's really hard for him to really connect with people. Like out of any out of everyone in X-Men that he really liked, it's like Rogue, Gene and maybe the prof- and like the professor. Like that's those are the only like really three people that he really connected with. Yeah. And Gene is dead. And like granted Professor X is was he thought he was Professor X was dead at the time too, but Gene is that one that he clung to where it's like you are a prof- you're a possible person that I could see myself spending the rest of my life with. Mm. Yeah, sure. Like I don't like, I don't Ro- disagree Ro- with you. We're like we're like Rogue is kind of like the daughter he never had. Like Gene is the the spouse that he never had and he kind of longs for that. Yeah. So then he kind of connects that with this inner conscience that he has where he kind of like talks out certain scenarios. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that. I just thought it was a bit overdone in the movie. Yeah, I can see that. But with a move in a movie where it's very centered on him where he doesn't really have anyone else to talk to about things like a lot of the inner dialogue is between him and Gene. Sure. Like, it'd be kind of weird with him sitting in a room where it's like, should I do this? Maybe not. Eh, maybe I'll do it. But I could do this. Like, I think Gene is there to be, like, to actually watch the conversation he's having with himself about whether or not you should do certain things. Yeah, and I feel like that's a smarter option to go to in, like, a cinema thing. Yeah. Whereas, like, in a comic book, they can, like... Just draw, like, panels of him contemplating with, like... Thought bubble. Thought bubbles or, like, <laughs> captions or whatever to see yeah. his inner monologue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I yeah, I can see that. And it's growing on me the more we talk about it. But still thought it was a lot yeah. for this movie. Um, so, uh, Wolverine loses his powers in this. Mm-hmm. Through, like, a... Spider heart. Yeah, a weird <laughs> heart spider kind of thing. Heart spider. And, like, what... <laughs> Apparently Viper put one of these in him, right? Yeah. Do like does she make these heart spiders? I don't know. They just they they show her as like she's a very venomous like she harbors these things that weaken immune systems or whatever. Yeah, she's a toxic person. She can yeah. like spit acid and all this yeah. other type of shit. Yeah. But like you see at one point where Wolverine's hallucinating again, and then yeah. it, he, like, kind of... Wake, ro- yeah, he wakes up, and, like, she's, like, mounted him and, like, making out with him, and he's like, what the fuck? And then, like... Yeah, or he, maybe poison him with tea. Like, I I can't fucking tell what's going yeah. on. Because at one point, when you go into Yoshida's, like, hospital room, you see two jars with heart spiders in them. So I, I took it as they were, like, mechanical. They looked kind of mechanical, right? Maybe. I don't remember that. Like, I just... They looked kind of like those weird, like, Matrix robots that, like, attack the Nebuchadnezzar. Sentinels? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I couldn't tell if, like, Viper, like, produced these things or, like, they were, like, yeah. genetically created. So I it was, thought it was just... It was just kind of, like, a simple MacGuffin to try and give him... Uh, just establish that his powers are weakened. Like, they didn't want to yeah. go in, like, a big fucking like description of like well i made this thing to make this to make this so you don't have your so that you're weak like they wanted to give they want to do something different than wolverine like a sense of like he actually has to work towards uh 
something as opposed to just he's constantly immune. Yeah. I would have been fine with like just Viper being able to poison him. Like her mutant powers are so powerful that they can override like his fucking healing factor. Yeah, but for like a lasting effect and they still wanted to like do a thing where he still has his powers at the end, like it's just like a very like a very uh um shit. Well, I'm trying to think of like a like a very like lasting thing when he actually does take it out and then he does have his powers back. Yeah. As opposed to oh, so what? It's like three days and then you're back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> or he, or he can finally break. Well, I'm gonna put, quote break the spell where he just like yeah. overcomes the thing. But yeah. I guess you wouldn't have that cool scene where he does like open heart surgery. God, on it's so fucking crazy. Because <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah. I really like that a lot. And, and the then fight that, scene going on. Yeah, that around whole him. fight scene around him where he's like laying on this bed bleeding to death <laughs> while like fucking uh, Yukio and his dad are like fucking trying to kill each other. Yeah, and while he's elbow deep in his own chest trying oh to like grab God. out this heart spider to get oh, his powers back. That was so good. That was really good. Um, So the... After, so he does open heart surgery on himself and gets a spider out. His powers do come back. Yeah. It's like kind of a short amount of time. And the only thing that really happens without his powers is like a chase scene with him and trying to protect uh, Mariko. Yeah. And so that's about the only time he doesn't have his powers. Yeah. Um, But when he does finally get him back. Mariko is ca- uh, ca- captured again. Yeah. <laughs> and so then he's on the hunt for her again. And this is when actually another one of the coolest scenes uh, it's visually cool and just, like, fucking awesome. Where he's, like, going through that small town. Yeah. And, like, being chased by ninjas and getting constantly shot. And he's just, like, dragging all these oh, ninjas behind him. So fucking cool. God, it's such a fucking awesome image. Yeah. Of just him being, like, pretty much like a marionette puppet. But yeah. he's the one controlling all these guys, like, pulling them along. Mm-hmm. What a fucking awesome shot that yeah. is. I love it. Um, But this is when... The movie, like, after that, it kind of jumps into the third act, where this is where I think it kind of gets less and less of, like, a smaller character movie and gets has to, like, be, like, a summer blockbustery type of movie. Mm-hmm. And this is where, like, a chunk of the movie, like, I kind of fell out of. Yeah. Because this is the big reveal where, oh, the grandpa's not dead. The, there's an yeah. animanium robotic silver samurai that's for, somehow keeping For being keeping such alive. a rare fucking metal, they got a shit ton of it. Yeah. Like, to make the whole suit? Yeah. Like, not just the swords that the thing has, which would have been perfectly fine. Like, we even saw in Origins, like, he fucking, like, we're, they're watching, like, fucking groups of dudes level fucking villages to get small rocks with traces of animanium in it. <laughs> yeah. And he's got a big fucking like 10 foot tall suit of it. Like, what yeah. did you, what did you like, fucking like mine a moon or something? Like where the fuck did you find all of that? It was overkill whatever. And I didn't even really like the fact that it was like a weird robotic suit anyway. Like it's, I found it just really bizarre that the suit that's keeping this grandfather alive is also used to like fight Wolverine specifically. Like yeah. this this suit is only for some small niche reason to even exist. Yeah. It's made of pure animantium to specifically fight Wolverine. Yeah. And even like 
parts of the suit are so niche that they only apply to grabbing Wolverine's hands to drill into his claws. What a niche fucking apparatus that is. To be able, like, the only way it could work is to, for the, the robot to subdue Wolverine first off, grab him by the hands yeah. so the clamps could come over his hands, so the drills are, in, like, intricately measured out to drill into, like, his claws. Yeah. It's weird. I Millions of dollars would have big... gone into the fucking production of just this one part. But they do talk about how he's been, like... Sucking the company dry, like, with this big lab in the middle of nowhere. Granted, that is a very, yeah, that is a very niche thing where it's like, <laughs> I want these drills that go into, like, that will perfectly go into his <laughs> knuckles. And, like, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, on how it actually works. Like, so... What a thing I did forget about this is Wolverine gets both of his adamantium claws, like all of his claws, just broken yeah, off, like chopped off. That's thing. That's the thing I did not like about fucking X Men is that they, like, I'll, I'll go into more of a rant about that after we get through this because it's gonna be a, like a longer rant, but okay. I'll let you know. Okay. But, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but he gets them all cut off. And I I totally forgot about that. And like when they did the first one, I'm like, oh shit, I totally forgot about that. Surely they won't do that to the other hand. <laughs> Chop off the claws on his yeah. other hand, too. Yeah. And so that's when they... The fucking... What did I have here? The uh, grabby drilly things. Like, yeah. drill into his fucking knuckles and suck out his healing factor Yeah. to give to the grandpa so he can turn young again? Yeah. For whatever reason, this does not make any sense in my brain. Like, Rogue... Being able to have a mutant power and steal his healing factor makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. But for, like, just weird machine to suck out through the bony claws, broken bony claws of Wolverine, yeah. to, like, turn the guy young, does not make any sense to me. I Yeah, I don't like it, but coming off of X-Men Origins Wolverine, where all they do is just take his blood, I appreciate the fact that it is... Such a bitch to try and take his... Like, they actually make it seem like there's a lot of work that goes into stealing someone's mutant power as opposed to, oh, got his blood. Let's give it to this guy. I personally like the blood thing more. I fucking hate the blood thing because it makes it seem so simple. I fucking hate the idea of like, oh, you're a mutant. Give me your blood. Now I can have your power. Like, that's fucking heroes shit where everyone had powers. Yeah. Why don't you just give everyone powers then? Well, I'm not like... Fuck a, that shit. I'm not like a huge fan of just like, oh, I have Wolverine's blood and they're like injected into you. Now I have healing powers. I don't like that. But that's pretty much what it was in Yeah, Origins. but I don't, I don't like that. I like, I like the, the part that they can take his blood and like derive out some sort of genome in order to splice it into somebody. And it has to be like a scientific reason. I just don't like, I'm going to suck out your claw marrow and instantly I'm fucking young again. That's just but I like the idea of it being a bitch to do. Like, it needs to be like this weird fucking weird process as opposed to it just it just seemed way too simple in Origins where you could just take someone's blood and then you can give all these fucking powers to one person. It defeats the purpose of like mutants in general. Like mutants are supposed to be you have this specific power, this is what like this is who you are, no one can change that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not, I don't like that either. Like, yeah. we heard our review last week. If not, check out our review from last week. Yeah. The Deadpool the whole thing was fucking dumb as, dumb as hell. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. Like, the idea of, I don't, I don't, I don't like the idea of, like, oh, I'll just drill into your marrow and then I can take your power. But I like the idea of, like, the fact that it is such a weird process. Like, this is definitely thinking of a guy that's, like, the minute he saw that, oh, there's an immortal being, there's a possibility that I could be immortal. And the fact that he may, he probably spent his whole life, like, wasted his life. Yeah. Find, trying to find out, like, how is he immortal? What can I do to make myself immortal? What's the process? Like, finding all this, like, thinking of a guy who's so obsessed with being immortal that he wasted his life trying to find out how to be immortal. Like, I like the idea of that. And, like... Granted, it's a weird process, it's kind of dumb, but it seems like a way more fucked up, like, more hard-to-attain process than got your blood. Nah, I'm a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, um, yeah, like, I, yeah, I don't want, I already said, I don't need to explain it again. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't like... No, I think it's just a different strokes, different folks kind of thing. Yeah, I, well, I just didn't like this whole third act much at all, like... Yeah, it, it definitely was just an def- action these set piece that was just yeah. like made for a summer blockbuster. And it definitely it did kind of thought out. Yeah, it definitely did kind of like, try and like we need to make have a big fucking battle for the final scene. It just doesn't feel like it fits with the rest of the movie. Either. Yeah, it feels like some producer came in. And it's like, oh, we need a big actiony set piece for the end of this movie, and then everyone was like, well, I don't, I don't really know what we can do. I guess we can just have them fight a big robot. Yeah. And they're like, yes, do that. Yeah. Okay. At least they didn't level a city. That's true. <laughs> I did like uh, Yukio and Viper's fight, though. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I actually really liked Viper in this. I was hot and cold with her. I Like, I liked the her, like, toxicity powers and everything. Yeah, I liked her look. Like, she had, like, one of those looks where it's, like... She's hot, but she's, like, an exotic hot. Like, she... Like, like there's just, like, there's, like, something kind of off about her. Yeah. Which, like, it kind of, like, adds to, like, this kind of, like, Viper-esque, like, thing about her. Yeah. I found it weird that, like, everyone is pretty normally dressed and she's, like, in a full-out superhero or supervillain costume (laughs) at the end. Where it's just, like, a tight, green, revealing leather outfit. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why are you wearing that when, like... She's a viper, dude. Yukio is, like, wearing, like, a leather coat and, like, just jeans. Yeah. Like, nobody else has a costume but She's you. She's a viper. I guess, whatever. I did like that she, like, shed her skin to, like, heal herself. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Even though, like, I think she got shot and a bullet wound went, like, into her. I don't know how shedding her skin... she got stabbed. Shot her... She was inserted with either a bullet or a blade. I don't see how like yeah. how that would help by just shedding a layer of skin, but semantics, yeah. whatever. Um, so I don't. Do you have anything to say about the third act? Because I kind of want to crawl onto the mid-credit sequence more and talk a little bit more about um, that. Um, yeah, I can't really think. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it either. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like yeah, I did feel like kind of like the whole like. The grandfather was behind it all along. Thing was kind of forced because you you don't really get to know the grandfather, so it's like you just see him at the end being the silver samurai, and then he dies. Or I'm like, I really have no extent to your craziness. I don't know, like, like how did this happen? Why are you in this? I don't know. 
Yeah. It, it, it kind of like struck me as like, I have no, like, I just saw you at the beginning and uh, I thought you died, but now you're back, but I don't really have any <laughs> stake in you. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird too that also the like, the boyfriend character shot that robot in the, like, Silver Samurai in the head and it was like, weak. But then when you get, and the thing gets head chopped off, you obviously see his head in like the chest of the thing. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like at some parts when you saw like the silver samurai next to like Wolverine, it looked like the size, like that old man can't even, shouldn't even be able to fit in the suit. <laughs> like it's like, it, like the size dimensions weren't like planned out really well. Cause sometimes it looks really big and other times it looks like Wolverine's just as tall as the silver samurai. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, but I didn't also like the part. So, fuck it all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, candle update. Match still burning. Oh my god, it is. I thought it went out. <laughs> no. Jesus Christ! It's still burning. Unreal. Anyway, more on that as that develops. So, moving on to the mid credit sequence. Yeah. Uh, you see, this is two years later. Mind I don't. You. I hated this so much. I also hated this because, because it, it would ri- raise so many questions. Yeah, it ended with him and Yui and uh, Yukio getting in a plane where it's like, "Where where to next?" And then they, it just like goes to black. Where I'm like, I would not be opposed to a Wolverine and Yukio travel the world type. Like they're like two bounty hunters that find themselves in a like a Mad Max situation where it's just Max. Like, wandering the desert and stumbles upon an adventure. Like, I would like a, a Wolverine and Yukio end up in, like, Amsterdam. And, like, some weird thing happens where they have to work together to solve this problem. I would have liked something like that. But it's like, no, two years later, no Yukio. He's walking through an airport. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, like, walking alone. I don't know where he's fucking Cleveland for all I know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like fucking all the metal starts going nuts in the place and nobody seems to notice except for Wolverine. No, there's a, first of all, there's a Trask Industries commercial oh, yeah, playing because wink, wink. <laughs> We're setting up guys, future path. guys, Trask, <laughs> Trask Industries commercial guys, which is weird that they have. Is a- that a robotic hand that could possibly be a Sentinel wink? It's weird that they would have a commercial for death robots <laughs> on TV. <laughs> uh, so then, like, yeah, all the metal starts going nuts. Nobody seems to notice because, like, you look at the background and, like, Wolverine's kind of like, what's going on? But everyone, like, the TSA is still just, like, passing people through metal detectors and shit. Yeah. And then, like, Wolverine turns around, claws out, turns around to Ian McKellen being there as Magneto. Yeah. Still, nobody seems to, like, notice that Wolverine has his claws out. Because you can just see people still behind him just, like, going on with conversation. And they're not like, oh, my God, look at that over there. Is yeah. That, that's some sort of mutant? Mutant with claws? What is he talking about well, old man for? If, all right, if there's one thing I can say that could possibly defend this scene, Xavier is in the, in the proximity. Sure. And okay, he has been fine. known to, like, make things look invisible to other people. To the point where, like, almost directly after I have a problem with this, he freezes everybody in the room like he yeah. does in all the other movies. Yeah. Which, this contradicts what happens in X-Men 3, because, Wol- or not Wolverine, Professor X dies in X-Men 3. Yeah. 
And have you ever heard, did you ever hear the how reason he came back? No. I, I, that always blew me away. Because I was expecting like a, 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 expected a, uh, an explanation in Days of Future Past, and I was like, never said anything. So I'm like, what the fuck is it? This is what happened. At the end, it is hinted at very, very uh, not well hinted at, mind yeah. you, that when Xavier died, he supplanted his conscious into his twin brother's body that has been comatose since birth. Because in the womb, Xavier's ex- like extensive mind put his twin brother in a coma. And they've been keeping alive this whole time. And you don't get any context from yeah. that from the end of X-Men 3. But the, the end direct- of X-Men 3, they have like a thing where like there's like somebody in a hospital bed and then somebody says Moira and then she turns around and it's the end. And I'm like What does that mean? Yeah, what did she did he like <laughs> did he like possess someone who died in X-Men th- in X-Men 3? It was I don't his know. twin brother. And you don't find that out unless you listen to the director's commentary. Oh my god, fuck this! (laughs) It is so fucking stupid. So the Xavier that you see in this is his twin brother, who is, for whatever reason, still in a wheelchair for no reason. I just like the feel of it. Yeah. Maybe it's just like he's in a coma and he's got like weird atrophy and they never worked out his legs or whatever. I just like the feel of a wheelchair. I'm used to it. So this is supposed to set up Days of Future Past. But if they never did this would be fine because this future that they set up doesn't even look like the Days of Future Past future that they're in. No. Here's the thing that I fucking hate about it. In Days of Future Past... Wolverine has animanium claws. Yeah, and where did they come from? Yeah! <laughs> I have no idea. This is this is my uh, uh, rant that I'm going to go on to, and where I think that they probably will show the fucking Wolverine suit in Logan, because Fox does not give a fuck about continuity. They just, they just want to fucking serve fucking fans like, oh, they didn't really like the bone claws, just give them the animanium claws. Like, really? Like, he's only going to be in, like one scene in the future, and then after that, we can do whatever because it's going to be complete. No, Animanium, just give Animanium claws right at the beginning. Fuck it. No one likes the bone claws. It's like, God damn it. Just make it. Except he has bone claws in the past. Yeah, but it's in the 70s before he gets the, before he does the Weapon X stuff. Yeah. But he has Animanium claws in the future. Yeah. When he shouldn't because they got fucking cut off. I think the only reason, like... Okay, yeah, they don't give a shit about continuity. The only no. thing I re- the only reason I think they did that is to show like, oh, Wolverine in a future point in time has adamantium, so they just show that to show like a passage of time that he has got adamantium claws rather than yeah, bone. But he doesn't. I know. That's why they don't <laughs> give a shit about continuity. So it's like all fucked up. The yeah. X Men movies are terrible. There's at like continuity. only there's only one scene where his claws come out in the future. In this continuity, and that's when they come out and cut, um, what's her name? Kitty Pride. Yeah, when they cut Kitty Pride when she's trying to, uh, like, like get into his mind. Like, that one time, that's it. Mm-hmm. They could have easily been bone claws and she gets, like, stabbed. But it's yep. like, nope, they come out, and then they're animanium for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so Fox does not give a fuck about continuity. They just want to appease people, so I can totally see them just throwing in a scene or Put him in a suit. Fuck it. They want to see it. 
Like, yep. God damn it. Glad you're finally coming around. I'm not coming around. <laughs> I think it's dumb as fuck, but Fox is going to do it because they're fucking idiots. Uh, but we, Wolverine's apparently, or Logan's apparently good, so we'll see how it yeah. goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, so we pretty much exhausted all, unless you have any more to talk about. I think we've squeezed this thing dry of anything. That- uh, so we had a lot of nitpicks about the Wolverine. Yeah. But what would you grade uh, this movie? I think uh, only because that they try to force that fucking love uh, love thing between uh, uh, Muriko and uh, Logan for so long. He got to a point where I'm like, why are you still doing this? Just stop. Uh, I want to give it... Like very between a B minus and a C plus because they go on oh, yeah. way too long. Yeah, and there is some weird, some weird. Just they throw in like I hate the fucking enormous suit of armor. Mm-hmm. And uh, but other than that, like I, I had a lot of fun with it up to that point. And yeah, in between the middle part where they're pretty much doing nothing, he's like chopping wood. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. But you look gross as fuck. When he was chopping wood? Yeah, he had the grossest fucking veins. Oh, yeah, super vascular. Like, Jesus Christ, Definitely man. got his pump on before he oh, went to go chop that God. wood. Like, I, I don't think Hugh Jackman's made to be that jacked. Well, it's in his name. He's the jacked man. Yeah, but he looks he looked like he was about to explode yeah. in that scene. Huge jacked man. God. <laughs> um, I would give this um, a B-. minus. I was tipping on maybe a B- but um, the more we chatted about it, like, I do have, I can't ignore, like, a lot of the nitpicks I had with few uh, character motivations around, like, the middle of the movie. And uh, I dif- I didn't like the third act much at all. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have to give it a B-. But that definitely overtakes my D my low D- that I gave It should have been a Wolverine fucking F-Troy. I think you're giving it way too much credit. Yeah, I probably am. But I had fun with Chelsea watching it, so it was, like... <laughs> giving me a half a letter grade up probably that I would have given it before. You're giving your experience with Chelsea watching the movie a D minus. Hey man. That's what You're not giving the life. movie a D minus. That... You're being impartial, Troy. You're not a good critic. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um so yeah, I I would I think I'm going to give this movie a B minus. Yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. It's very close between a B minus and a C plus for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would be on par with uh, what people on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb give it, like a C plus. Yeah. Around a seventy percent. Mm-hmm. I did really enjoy the story up to to the end, and minus the love thing. But the love, like, if they cut that love scene out completely, just maybe threw in like one or two more action scenes, I would probably bump this up to like a B plus. Yeah. Yeah. B plus A minus. But they fucking. How they just spend so much fucking time with it and force it so hard, mm-hmm. where I I I was legit like I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, I, just I, do something. I feel like if they may have just streamlined the script, like have, give it one more pass. Yeah, and just like streamline a little bit, like knock out like weird character mode, like not have Mariko fall for Logan so quickly, like yeah. Maybe not even at all. Yeah, I feel like this is, like, in the dying days of, uh, like, the protagonist needs to be fucking somebody. Yeah. Like, because they forced it so fucking hard. If anything, just plant a seed 
Because, like, people look into this movie, if they liked it, they'll look yeah. into, like, the character's backstory and see that, like, they actually have a huge love connection in the comics. Yeah. As long as you just plant that seed, I yeah. feel like it would be fine. You don't have to fuck her. Yeah. You just have to protect her, save her life, and just be nice to her. Like a funny Easter egg <laughs> where, like, she has a crush on him or something. Yeah. Like, just like a, oh, shit, they're hinting at that one thing from the comic. Yeah, she doesn't like her arranged husband at all, so that guy's out of the picture. And maybe she grows to very dislike the person that she thought she loved before, her boyfriend. Yeah. So then that leaves Logan open to be a love interest, but don't show it in the movie. Just plant a seed. Yeah. Plant a seed. And then you get to fuck the plant. (laughs) 40-year-old virgin quotes. There you go. Yeah, be mine. So anyway, other than Plus Logan... the fact that they fuck each other was really weird. Because he's older than her, than her grandpa. Oh yeah, he's ancient. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's so old. And then even in this, she looks like she's maybe in... Even in actor terms, like she looks like she's like in her maybe younger to mid-twenties. Yeah. And he's like in his maybe forties. <laughs> like the fact yeah, that they would... Wise. Yeah, the fact that yeah, they yeah. would fuck is weird. Yeah, there's been weirder, but the fact, if you just think about Wolverine, anybody that he fucks is weird. Yeah. Because he was born in like 1860 or whatever, <laughs> so he's approaching 200 years no, old. No, even before that, like, because like the whole like kid scene was like 1840-something. Y- yeah, whatever. So, so it was like so 1835 So he was he's born. like fucking 200 years old. If he fucks anybody, it's weird. <laughs> Like, anybody in the current time, even if they're 40, he's still, like, 150 years older than them. <laughs> Fuck God damn it. up. So, yeah, don't think too Poor hard Wolverine. into it. Paul Wolverine cannot have weird sex. <laughs> cannot not have weird sex. Uh, so, anyway, other than the Wolverine, this last week, is there anything else you were into, JT? Oh, man. I was in a huge documentary kick, because I did finish... OJ Made in America, really fucking good. I highly suggest you check it out. I almost way. started it uh, just the day after we talked about it last week. Yeah, and I didn't. I know I found it on Hulu or whatever. Yeah. but I thought they broke it into more parts. But like, it's in three parts. I thought it was in more parts because the yeah. part like part one is three hours, and I'm like, holy shit. Well, they do. Um, to they do have like uh. There's two parts to every part, though. So it's actually like a six-part miniseries. Oh, okay. But they just... Hulu just split it into three parts. Okay. That makes it probably a lot more easier yeah. to digest. Yeah, like, they like, do holy have... holy shit, I didn't want to know this was three hours long yeah. for the first But, chunk. like, the way Hulu has it broke up, it's actually really interesting, where the first part is his life up to the murder. The second part is the murder up to the end of the trial... And then the third part is the verdict up to the rest of his life. Okay. All right. And it's really, really fascinating. First of all, O.J. Simpson is a fucking asshole. (laughs) Just the worst piece of shit. But But it's so fucking fun to watch because he actually was a really nice guy when he first started out. Like, they even did a thing where when he was in the Buffalo Bills, like, he got, like, the... The record for the most rushing yards, mm-hmm. like, ever, like, within, like, the middle of the season. Like, not even, like, close to <laughs> when the other record. Like, he annihilated the record. Jesus. So when he got so when he got the record, like, they were like, I want to do, we want to do an interview with you. And he was like, I want to do the interview if 
the rest of my offensive line can come in with me because they're the reason why I did it. Nice. So it's like, yeah, he was a really nice guy. But, but the fact that the documentary is so long, you can, like, watch that slow digression to the fucking self-centered asshole that he turns into. Cool. And it's so fucking fun to watch. God. I'm really itching to watch it. God damn <laughs> Yeah. And, like, you, and, and then, like, the trial, like, he did it. <laughs> he totally fucking did it. Yeah. There's no way he did not do it. Yeah. And, like, they totally cement that he did do it. Even, like, they even had, like, stories from people that, like, personally know him where they were, like, well, they, like, they would just be, they, like, you would just, like, fucking have, like, these weird comments where he was, like, well, if I would have done it, you know, I would have done this. And it's, yeah. like, you know, you you still could have done it and did that. And then he just kind of goes silent and be, like, yeah, but I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Fuck man, <laughs> I think that's that's chilling. <laughs> like you fucking, you <laughs> are a fucking murderer. That is chilling. You are a fucking murderer. Mm-hmm. Oh man, but yeah. On top of that, Troy, I got mm. another documentary you're probably gonna be itching to watch too. Oh my! Because Tickled came out on HBO. Yes. And I watched it, and it is so fucked. Yeah. It is so good. God. For it's not what I thought it was gonna be at first, because. Yeah, it is about a guy that sees, like, a tickling competition and then emails the owners. And then he gets these, like, weird homophobic emails back. Right. But then it kind of turns into, like, well, then I want to find out more about this company. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it turns into this huge, like, rabbit hole that he goes down to where, like, he decides to go into, like, the whole mythology of, like, tickle fetish. And, yeah. like, what that's about. And then just going into that, like, they, he links... Like, three different experts, I thought they were talking about three different people, and links them as they, they were talking about the same person all along, and blows their minds. <laughs> oh, jeez. Where they're like, holy shit, like, really? Like, like there's, like, people that were like, yeah, there's this guy, like, back in the 90s who was, like, doing like, this weird tickle fetish stuff, but, like, and, like, I've been doing a bunch of research on him, but I'm pretty sure, like, he's done. And then they're like, is it this guy? And they're like, oh my god, where, where did you find this? <laughs> And they're, like, blowing these fucking experts' minds, and it's like, oh, my God, it's so fucking good. And then uh, HBO also does uh, a follow-up, like, a 20-minute follow-up on it called The Tickle King, where it shows them going to, uh, it shows them going to uh, film festivals showing Tickled. Right. And all the fucking weird legal shit that happens with it, to the point where a person that they point out in the documentary shows up live and in person to one of them and confronts one of the filmmakers <laughs> and makes a fucking scene. Amazing. Ugh. It's so good. Oh, my God. I got a lot to watch. <laughs> oh, my God. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And cool. Uh, I also watched, um, I can't remember the exact name of it, but, like, there's, like, a small documentary on the, it's, like, 40 minutes long. It's not even that long. About uh, the rise and fall of Ashley Madison on Netflix. Oh, cool. Where they actually, like... Because I remember, like, uh, the owner, like, the CEO of it, Noel Biederman, like, he would be on Howard Stern when I was, like, wa- listening to it, like, very regularly. Uh-huh. And, like, yeah, Ashley Madison's, like, a really shitty service, but, like, he, like, phrased it in a way where it's, like, okay, yeah, like, you're you're in a marriage, <laughs> like, you're you're not really happy like if if the only way you can make it work is to have an extramarital affair 
Maybe, sure, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Turns out the guy wasn't actually an asshole and a really big piece of shit. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Kind of struck me out by surprise. <laughs> but yeah, so they kind of go into the whole thing about him where he was like, yeah, like to the point where like he was hiring bots for like the services you pay for every message you send. Yeah. So he was like hiring. Guy, right. Yeah. So he was hiring bots to message people so they would pay to message a bot. Yeah. I heard about that too. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a real big piece of shit. God, what a guy. So yeah, I've been like on this huge kick of just watching documentaries about real big fucking assholes. Amazing. I'm into it. And I also, before I came here, I watched the movie Inferno. Oh the, yeah. Yeah. The next, uh, Dan Brown. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks movie. And it's, I wouldn't oh, say it's geez. my favorite. It, <laughs> oh, like, I would like it a lot. Like it starts out very promising, and I really liked it. But they, the story turns out uh, very convoluted in the end, mm-hmm. which it had to have a lot of new moving parts to it for it to work. Where I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of checked out now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it was a cool premise, and I liked how it kind of started with like I, like it starts out with. Um, Robert Langdon, I think that's his name, isn't it? Yeah. Tom Hanks' is yeah. name in the book. Langdon, like it, yeah. It starts out with him in the hospital, like, with an amnesia. And, like, so, like, it's about, like, a thing where, like, he's, like, piecing together, like, the events that led up to this. So I was like, yeah, that's a really cool start to it. Sure. But then, like, the whole plot around it was unraveled, and you're like, oh, wow, that's a that's a lot of shit <laughs> that would have to work out for that to work out the way you're uh-huh. telling me that it happened. Uh-huh. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Inferno. I mean, if you're really into like the whole Da Vinci code, like if you're like really, really, really liked like the Da Vinci code and angels and demons, sure. Give it a try. But I, I wasn't really into it as much as I thought it would be. Is it kind of like a diminishing kind of return? Like Da Vinci code I thought was pretty solid. Yeah. And uh, Angels and Demons was good, but I never liked it as much as Da Vinci Code. Like, I really liked Angels and Demons, actually. I liked it. I just didn't like it as much as Da Vinci Code. Yeah. I like... I, yeah, I would say that probably out of the three, this is probably the lowest for me. Okay. But, I mean, there is some cool stuff in there. And, like, he does kind of go into, like, some really, like, cool mythology about, uh, like, uh, Dante and Dante's Inferno and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's kind of cool to see him, like... Going to, like, this weird, like, hell mythology. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the plot by itself is kind of out there. Right on. All right. So that's all I've been watching. Well, I, um, instead of watching the O.J. Simpson doc, I <laughs> saw that it was three hours long. And like, well, I don't think I can stay up that late. <laughs> and so I watched Spectre instead, the latest James Bond. That's flick. right. And I was, like, tweeting parts of it at one point. I saw you were paying attention to. <laughs> uh, it was okay. Spectre was okay. Yeah, I will. I will give it an okay. Like it wasn't. It wasn't Skyfall, and it definitely wasn't Casino Royale. But it uh, it was just fine. Yeah. Uh, it definitely is really weird when that <laughs> when that chick's husband dies. Yeah. And she he just like It's like the day of their funeral. And he just like fucks the grief out of her. Yeah. Really bizarre. I gotta fuck you because people wanna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Really, Fair enough. Really weird. And then you got back to me and you're like, 
Oh, just wait. Yeah, just <laughs> wait like... until you find out the love interest is the daughter of an of a friend of his yeah. that commits suicide. Yeah. And he fucks her, like, the day after he commits suicide. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm already there. <laughs> I'm already at that point. So, yeah, it, it was definitely weird. Not Not the strongest, like... I was even kind of dozing off near the end anyway. Yeah. I was like, this is... The movie's not doing much for me. Yeah. But it's fine. Uh... I've been into two podcasts, two new ones this okay. last week. You recommended Mitch, Missing Richard Simmons. Yeah. Started that. Love it. Oh, man. Their latest episode was really fucking good. I saw that came out today. Oh, it's so good. I didn't listen to it yet. I haven't gotten to it, but I heard it was... I, I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... If you're a fan of Serial, uh, that podcast... Mm-hmm. It's definitely that same format. It even has MailChimp as a sponsor. <laughs> but uh, I, I like it a lot. And it's very intriguing. Like, they talk to a bunch of people yeah. who know him and just like, he just disappeared. Like, yeah. Without a trace. I, n- I never really knew a lot about Richard Simmons. And they even kind of go into a little bit of the history of him, too. Yeah. To kind of piece together this mystery about why he disappeared. And it's like, it's fascinating all the way through for me. Yeah. So I love it. Um, so check up on that. There's only three episodes. They're only about 30 minutes long. So mm-hmm. you can get through them real quick. And they're they're super interesting. Oh, God. You need to listen to the latest. The latest episode is they interview a guy who's main, who's like really close to Richard. Yeah. Like, even talked to him like three months after he disappeared, even. Oh, really? Yeah. And his theory is that his maid is an expert in witchcraft. <laughs> God. Oh, it's so good. You need to listen to it. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to definitely listen to it tomorrow. Uh, the second one um, I got from a recommendation from uh, like one of my Twitter friends or whatever. And I was looking for a, like a good, like uh, another comic book podcast that's like actually informative um, to like get what's going on currently and yeah. stuff. And there's a podcast called Two Headed Nerd, uh, which I listened to the first. It was weird because I guess before their first episode they were on for like six years mm-hmm. and then they got taken down because they're using copyrighted music and so they pretty much got shunned from the internet <laughs> and but they had a pretty big following or whatever mm-hmm. and then they relaunched and are using all non-copyrighted music or whatever so yeah. they're just restarted so they started like an episode one or whatever and they do like they do a lot and well in this first episode they go over like um, like a bunch of books that they read and review them in like rapid style. They interviewed like an editor from like Top Cow Publishing. They do like a bigger review on two other books, whether they should uh, skip it, skim it, or buy it or something like mm-hmm. that. It's um pretty good, and the guys have a good chemistry together, and the show's really fast and poppy, and I think I really like it. So if you're a comic fan, you'll like it. If not, then you'll probably not be into it. And uh, the last thing, I just, it's more of a plug than anything else, but uh, I've been doing actually more Imperious Rex shows yeah. with my good bud GHD Ghost Hunter Dave. Yeah. Um, on a whim, he just invited me over and he's like, You want to do some shows? And I'm like, Sure. <laughs> so we like knocked out three in a night. And so we hasn't been, uh, the season two, we're calling it. Yeah. Uh, first. Uh, two episodes of that are out for season two already. The other one dropped today. Season or episode two dropped today. And we've got another one in the bag and I'll probably record a few more. 
We just do a chunk at a time. Oh yeah. And we're not releasing them every the every week this time because it got very stressful for us to have to record a video show and oh, all yeah. that. So I was, this is well, this is became pretty easy at yeah. this point. It's just like our Wednesday poker night, essentially it's what pretty it is. Much. So that's easy. And we, there's no real production besides audio. Mm-hmm. So as long as that's kosher and yeah. we got a mini fridge full of beer, ah, perfect. we're fine. We don't have to set up lights and cameras and make sure we look presentable on this shit. I look like shit right now. <laughs> so, but yeah, Imperius Rex, um, I like doing it. I like having an yeah. out- outlet for it. Yeah, I do enjoy the show. I'm not even a big comic book fan, but the way you guys kind of present it, and you you present enough of the storylines to things where I can kind of follow through, kind of kind of follow along. Yeah. So I'm, I I think it's pretty interesting, especially like I'm interested in comics, but I'm not gonna be like buying a shit ton of them to try and follow through. So right. I like kind of like listening to your guys' opinions on stuff. Oh, right on, man. And it's and it's a lot like this show too. We just sit down. It's a relaxed kind of conversation. Yeah. We have drinks during it. Oh yeah. A lot, of, a lot of the problems we had when we did last season, because we do like four, maybe five episodes in one night, yeah. we're usually trashed by the fifth episode. Oh, yeah. And so we usually have to scrap it because it's just indecipherable. <laughs> we're just so drunk. Oh, my God. So, but yeah, I, I enjoy doing it a lot, and hopefully we can uh, do more. And yeah. maybe actually, because uh, Dave's work schedule allows him to kind of tinker with these things at work because he he works in audio visual so he's got downtime he just edits them at work and all that kind of stuff that's cool but uh, during like the later part of the year it gets really busy so we talked about possibly just doing like um spring through the summer maybe fall and then just like taking a break and -hmm. then coming back for another year like in the spring again so it just like takes the stress out of the whole thing yeah Plus, I don't know, you guys probably run out of stuff pretty easily, too, because there's only so much stuff you can cover in terms of comics. Yeah. Well, I like it that they're, like now there's like movies we can talk about. Because oh, yeah. we don't talk about like a ton of movies. We did last season, we talked about maybe... We did maybe, Civil War. We did Civil War, we did Batman v Superman. I think we... I don't know if we did Suicide Squad or not before we kind of took a hiatus. But uh, we, we do talk about uh, groups of books. Like, we mm-hmm. talked about the Ultimate Marvel Universe in our yeah, last I episode. I liked that one. That was really good. Um, the episode before that, we talked about Miracle Man. We talked about its history. Um, but, yeah, we... Um, uh, yeah, we there's still plenty of stuff to talk about, JT. Don't Fair you enough. worry. Uh, well, I, from an outsider looking in, I am fascinated. Don't you worry. Your pretty little head. <laughs> but that... Is it? All right. Well, JT, we got a special episode coming up next week because not only got a special, we'll be reviewing Logan. Yeah, it will be your birthday week. Yep. So we may have a big birthday party here at Oh God Review Review. Oh, how? About it. We I'm won't gonna... be recording on your birthday. Okay. But, uh... It'll be close enough. It'll be close enough. Next time we record, I will be dirty. As in dirty and 30. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said any better myself. Well, if people want to uh, throw you some birthday wishes, 
Where could they do that? Well, they can JT. catch me at Bucky for Everyone on Twitter. Also, Bucky for Everyone on Instagram, and you know what? Snapchat as well. Boom. You can catch me at Short of the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Off Podcast on Twitter as well. If you got a birthday message that you'd like to send on Facebook, you can do that at Facebook.com/slash Off Topic Podcast, where we post, where we where we repost. <laughs> Um, all of our uh, new episodes up every single week. Uh, you can find all of our episodes, past, present, and future, on SoundCloud.com slash OffTopicPodcast. If you are an iTunes user, you can go to iTunes and find us at Review Review on iTunes. While you're there, why don't you give us a star rating and comment uh, and review the show. If you like the show, a five-star rating helps other people find the show as well. And we are on Google Play, if you are on that certain platform. Yes. I've never actually used Google Play. I haven't. I'm trying to figure out how you get podcasts from it. I know we're on it. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> uh, and if you have something to say as well, maybe you want to shout JT out for his birthday, and you've got a lot to say. Well, you can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Yes. Send them your birthday wishes on that. Candle update. Match still lit. Jesus Christ. How? You know what a listener should do? Is go back to when I said the wick is about drowned. Add about five minutes to that. And see how long the match has still been lit. It's been lit the whole time. Yeah. But yeah, once I commented like, oh no, the wick is drowned. That's because I threw a lit match in there. And it lit some of the wax and drowned out the wick. But five, but like, the, it's been lit this whole time. It's nuts. I'm telling you, it's podcast Hanukkah today. It's black magic. March March 1st <laughs> is, is podcast Hanukkah. <laughs> where our podcast candle has been lit this entire show. It's podcast Hanukkah today. It's witchcraft is what it is. We need to, re- we need to write this down. March 1st. Every year will be Podcast Hanukkah. Put it on the podcast calendar. Yes. Podcast Hanukkah. I will. Uh, So, yeah. Anyway, that's the show next, uh, this week. Next week, we will be doing Logan. Looking forward to it. We've been on the road. Let's let's cap it off. Cap it off with the titular. Last stop. Logan. 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 (laughs) Looking forward to it, JT. I'm very excited. Awesome. Well, that's the show. And until next time, I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am JD3K. And we are off.